When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Hello and welcome to Dwayne's World. Great to have your company wherever you might be listening around the planet. It is Midday Matters time. You call, you get on. That's the Midday Matters promise. And the number is 1300 736 736. Anything in the water sport you'd like to discuss, we'll get you on for the next two hours of Midday Madness, which is brought to us by Work Locker, Karen Downs, and packing them workwear for wherever you work. Obviously, I'm watching this game at the AIA Centre between Collingwood and North Melbourne, and there's a lot to take from it. Yeah, I know it's only a pre-season game, but some pre-season games do give you a bit, and this one's given us quite a bit, I think. So we'll take your calls on it if you're watching it as well or you're there. Then give us a call. We'd love to know what you think, and we'll... There's a question I've got to ask about all 18 clubs very shortly as well. Harry Mackay also had to have a chat to us later on in the program. Has he fixed his goal kicking? Has he been working on his goal kicking? Well, Harry's going to join us on this program, the Carlton Star. So looking forward to having a chat to Harry from the Kick clinic that he's doing with kids. And obviously you've heard Max Gorn and uh, the, the quizzing of Max Gorn and Andrew Dillon at the Kick clinic as well. We'll talk more about the Joel Smith scenario. But your calls... And your text, you can send your text through 0433981116 on the all-new Temper Pro. Temper's most adaptive mattress ever is here, the Temper text, and that's 0433981116. But rather have a chat to you. It's Talkback Radio, and the fun is in having a chat to you about all things footy and all things sport. It doesn't have to be footy, but we'll talk some footy if you want to talk some footy. Got some things to give away as well. Uh, golf. With a cart for two uh, at clubmandalay.com.au, Signet Boost Power Banks to give away. We've got Brick Lane Dining Experiences for two and some Dwayne's World T-shirts. So that number again for Midday Madness, one 736 736 My observations, I'll bring you in a bit of a rant because I've just been furiously writing notes during the course of this game. But I, North Melbourne, it was an interesting start to this game. Collingwood have the aura and the domination of... I think of of the feel of a game. You're playing the reigning premier. Now, Collingwood had a lot of players out of today's game. So Maynard, Elliott, Tom Mitchell not playing, Scott Pendlebury. You probably know all this. Daniel McStay obviously not playing, but Jack Crist, Nathan Murphy's injured. Uh, Darcy Moore not playing, Jeremy Howe, Brody Majek. So all these guys aren't playing. So a lot of the Collingwood premiership stars aren't playing. But it was interesting to watch North Melbourne start with Cameron in the ruck against Cherry, uh, LDU on Degowie in the middle for the start as well. Nick Dacos started in the middle, and he's spent a lot of time in the middle for those ball-ups, so it looks like he's going to play a lot on the ball. Wardlaw was with him, and Finn McRae was in the middle as well on Tom Powell. And th- to start the game, North Melbourne were very watchful and defensive on their Collingwood opponents. Tom Powell held Phil McRae at the opening bounce, which I'm not sure why you do that, but that's obviously the instruction he got. Wardlaw pretty much held Nick Dacos at the opening bounce. Um, and to, 
The CLDU worry about Degoe at that opening bounce also was a bit of an indicator as to how they were going to look at maybe being more defensive early and being cautious early. I'm not sure if Alistair Clarkson coached that, whether he wanted it, or whether that was this, just the default they went with. And Collingwood dominated early. So Schultz starred forward. Kruger looked good. Um, Bobby Hill's sensational. He took Zach Fisher on a couple of runs where Zach Fisher just got lost in the wash and Bobby Hill kicked the first two inside 50. So he starred early. Um, Biggie Newman was playing in North's defence at full back and he couldn't quite find his foot early. Um, so Cam Zerhug did kick the opening goal, but uh, Collingwood then all of a sudden were were happy to play or their possession game style of footy. Lipinski kicked a goal. Um, Zach Fisher turned a ball over in defence. Uh, he's probably not the delivery guy you want. But North were playing these two different game styles when you move it from defence early in the first quarter. They had two modes of ball transfer. One was give it to Zach Fisher, bang it along to the wing, and have Larkey come all the way up to the wing, contest it, and take it out of play. I mean, it's an old-school style. You get metres, you bang it long, get it out of there, make Link Larkey come up to the wing, and then knock it out, and we'll start again on the wing. We saw North do that a lot last year, and obviously that's one of their modes as well. But their other mode was the handball chain, the big running wave of handball players. So essentially they got 14, 15 players back at half back and then started running together, which works when you give it to a good kicker, when Wardlaw's got it in the end, when Sheasel's got it in the end, if you got it in the hands of a good kicker. It doesn't work when you turn it over. And North had this problem a few times last year when they tried this run wave handball when well, they got carved up gather around in Adelaide um, up at uh, the Barossa when they tried it and it kept turning over because all of a sudden you turn it over into your unset defence. So it didn't work early for North. Once they got it going, it actually worked a lot. So 1-300-736-736 is the number and we'll take your calls on it because after that settle-in period of about halfway through the second quarter, uh, Dugowie was dominant in the first part of the game, even though he was on LDU. Ed Allen was in the centre for a lot of their ball-ups as well. So Collingwood experimenting with that. North Melbourne experimenting with Sheasel off half-back and starting in the centre square. Uh, Frampton was playing key defence, and Larky's got five to this point of the game, so Larky's doing okay. McKercher was kind of running around in circles in defence early, even though he looks good, the kid. He didn't really uh, find his feet early in that game because North was struggling early. Uh, Dylan Stevens looked okay as a recruit, kicked the goal and was up on the wing at times for North. So there's a lot to like about North as well. And you can't really take too much out of what Collingwood's doing because they are obviously uh, undermanned quite a bit. So your call is one 736 And we'll talk more about the other team shortly. Greg in Berwick wants to talk Joel Smith straight off the top, as a few, I, pro- I presume, probably do. Welcome to you, Greg. Yeah, hey, Dwayne. First time caller to your show. I'll be frequent the batteries about the run out. Right, Melbourne, um, the side they put out in the first round, don't you think there'd be uh, questions asked about all the other players who might have received the text? Shouldn't Melbourne come clean? And... I think you're getting way ahead of yourself, Greg. When uh, We don't know how many other players may or may not have received texts. And just because you received a text, uh, it's not an incriminating text. I mean, the text... You might be caught up in a text chain that has, hey, you, you left your car lights on in the car park. Go and, go and re- redo your car lights. Uh, turn them off. I mean, we don't know what the text chain's going to... You're way ahead of yourself, Greg, when it comes to should players be missing round one and should Melbourne come clean. They'll come clean, Melbourne, when the whole investigation comes clean as to what's happened. So we'll find out in time. 
So, yeah, you might want the whole of the Melbourne Footy Club completely shut down, Greg, but uh, this is one player at the moment, the way it stands. It's one player. It's Joel Smith. And until we find out it's other players, then it's no other players. Now, I know the report says that there was a text message maybe to another player, but we don't know if that's one other player, which other player, whether it's more than one other player. That's all just guesswork. So the bizarre part about guesswork, I think it is unfair. What's fair is the speculation about Joel Smith because we know he's the man in the middle of it. Now, Max Gorn was asked about it and the alleged text, so let me play you what Max Gorn had to say again, given that you've gone there. Here's Max Gorn from earlier today. All I can say is for 16 years I've been getting drug tested. For 10 years I've been getting hair tested. Um, AFL and AFLPA look after that, and in that 10 years I've never been told that our club has a drug culture. But on a human level, are you concerned that it I can only go off. Yes, there is a latest development. Yes, the investigation, if it proves to be true, there is a player that's taken illicit drugs. But we're naive to think that doesn't happen in society. I get we're a high-level um, performing in- industry and we'd love zero. But until I get told that we have an issue or I can see the issue myself with my own eyes, I can only go off face value. Max Gorn on being asked about the text. He was pushed, obviously, on the club's wider cultural issues and defending the culture. So let's play a little bit more of Max Gorn, given that's where we started. I like to think I've got a good grasp on our group and um, we've had an unbelievable summer with the turmoil we had over in September and October with the losing the finals and then um, some articles in and around October. But I'm incredibly bullish that we've got the right, the right, the right culture. No culture's ever fixed. I know Trax said this heaps... Um, we're always working on it. In terms of the actual drug culture that the expression's been used, I'll go back to that original comment. And, and, until someone tells me that the hair tests that we have done are proving that we're a drug culture, that's the only marker that we have. So in my 10 years, no one's come and told me that our club has a drug culture. So I'm going to go by that. Max Gorn, and uh, let's just play a little bit more on Max Gorn because Mick in Airport West also wants to talk about what's happening at Melbourne, so we might as well give you the full burst of Max. Here's a bit more of Max. Yeah, I mean, I can only go off my 16 years of the one club, and in my 16 years, we're at a very good part of culture as well. Um, I haven't been any, anywhere else. Gary has, and if Gary says that, you've got to take the man on his word. Um, obviously, I would love no article to ever get written about our club, but it has. Um, but I still stay strong that we've got a, we've, we've, we've got a good culture at our club. Um, there is things to iron out, and that's the same with every club and every society issues. So um, I'm not hiding. There is, there is issues, and we will make sure we get that right. But there's going to be issues every single year, whether you guys write about it or not. Uh, I mean, I think we've talked about Clayton a lot. Um, in recent times, my answer, my answer sort of changed here. Um, I mean... I said it the other day, I'm incredibly inspired by what Clary's doing right now. Um, he's a guy who's had a lot of trouble, and we've reported that trouble for 18 months. He's been in the newspaper every single day, and most of it is own, his, own, his, his, his own accord. Um, what he's doing now is he's trying to work on himself to be able to become the best version he can for his family, his friends, his teammates, um, and the Melbourne supporter group. Um, and he's hitting, still getting some crossroads along the way, but he's focused on trying to be the best person he can. I'm starting to be inspired by the Clay Novel story. Um, he still lets me down from time to time. Um, we're still incredibly close. Um, but, yeah, to see him run out there, albeit a practice match for three quarters against Tigers 2s, um, I hope we got him on the right path, and um, I'm excited for what he can bring this year.
Max Gorn, Nick in airport. Mick in airport. Wes, you want to talk more about it? What can you, Mick? Yeah, today, Dwayne. Through all this, listen, if he's going to get a punishment, it's going to come in due course, right? If he's done the wrong thing, he's done the wrong thing. But what I'm finding through all this, Dwayne, is no one's actually asked, hey, is Joel Smith okay? He should be the, the main subject of, mate, you need help, get it. Are you okay? That, that's what they should be asking. And, you know, he's made a, if he's made a mistake, he's made a terrible mistake. It's going to affect his future, but you know, as long as the bloke's okay, uh, well, that should be the main main focus right now. Well, they have people in place for that exact reason at football clubs, Mick, and he's still being paid at the football club uh, at the moment. I understand, so he'll continue to be looked after with his contract. And uh, I think there's the number of people that are appointed at every club these days to help players through whatever difficulty they've got now. You wouldn't think there's too many players with the difficulty Joel Smith is facing right now, but uh, they do have players in place. But you call it fair, Mick, that they do need to make sure that his welfare is okay because you don't want that to spiral. And they've got practice in that in making sure Clayton Oliver's welfare is okay. Hey, appreciate your call. A lot of text coming through on this as well. Uh, hi, Dwayne. Did Max Gorn just say he got hair tested? Mm, Paul, yes, uh, they, even the ball players get hair tested. Uh, Dwayne, in hindsight, have you ever heard more of a contrite response from a CEO than what Gary Pert delivered in October last year? Um, yeah, well, saying it was the best culture in 40 years was, it sounds now like an overstretch. Uh, Pipe, Tristan Cherry's been great in the ruck. He has been. He's playing in the headgear uh, to protect uh, himself from a head knock, but he looked really good. Bobby Hills looked great, I've got to say. Jordan Degoe has looked exceptional. He is on song early. Bobby Hills just tried to take mark of the year in the last quarter. I thought Jordan degoe has been in the centre square for just about every ball up of that first half and a bit, so I'll probably take him out now. Mason Cox is in there, and they're going to rotate a few other guys through there. But, yeah, Tristan Cherry has been great. Another one here, are we overanalyzing these trial games? Well, this is where teams like North Melbourne practice what they're going to do for the real stuff. You don't have long to practice it. So North Melbourne's two modes of exiting from defence, handball chain or long kick wide to Larky, is exposed today as being their two options. Now, we know they've used it at times last year, but we get it reconfirmed that's what they're going to do again this year. Collingwood let them go wide a couple of times, blocked up the corridor, but that's the trouble. When you leave a team to use the corridor, and then that, so, so when you leave a team to use the boundary, and then they use it so well that they start scoring goals on you, you have to change your own style to try and counteract the style that's getting you beat in the scoreboard. You don't have to do that in the trial game. So they probably don't mind that North Melbourne's leading this game in the last quarter. Well, it's 14-9-93 to Collingwood, 8 7 They probably don't mind that North Melbourne's leading it like this. But you could be guaranteed that if this was a real game, then Craig McRae would have come up with a plan to, hey, we better stop letting them have the ball wide and transitioning it wide and getting it into the hands of their good ball users and scoring on us because we're about to lose this game if we don't shut it down. So, yeah, I wouldn't be too worried about the score now. But I like the fact that North Melbourne's moving the ball well. Other guys who've looked good, I liked it when Simpkin and Degoe went head-to-head in the centre bounce a few times. It was nice to see those two brains working each other out. Uh, as I mentioned, Ed Allen's looked good. Uh, Charlie Dean in defence is an interesting one because they're going to need him in defence. Um, Collingwood at the time started with Josh Dacos, Nick Dacos and Degoe in the centre square as they're running three. Now, I know they're under man, but it was interesting to watch that. Got a little bit of a look at Toby Pink 
at fullback for North Melbourne as well. Uh, Josh Carmichael on a wing against Dylan Stevens was a nice watch. Sheezel looks great wherever he is in the middle or half back, but for North fans, where would you rather have him? That's the issue. Uh, McKercher was given the kicking responsibilities a few times, so obviously they're going to play him at half back or in the back line and let him run it out because he's class. Paul Curtis is all class as well, by the way. And Charlie Lazaro's looked good again. He looked good last week in their internal trial. And that's one thing you can take from it. The fact that if they're starting to parlay good form throughout the summer, then you can be pretty sure they're going to take it into the main season, especially early in the main season. So your calls, one 736 The open line for Midday Mattis, for Work Locker, Karen Downs and Packenham. Work for wherever you work. We're going to see a little bit of scenario-based work between these two teams as well, North Melbourne and Collingwood. So they're going to set it up with five minutes to go. Uh, you're up by goal, uh, five minutes to go, and then we'll play we're up by goal, five minutes to go. I presume that's the kind of play set up they're going to have. Wouldn't mind hearing from you. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. It looks like a number of clubs in these trial games are going to do ba- game-based scenario last five-minute drills. What game-based last five-minute drill do you think your team should run? Because there's a few teams that need to practice a few things specifically. I mean, Collingwood today could practice Nick Larkey's got nine. Uh, we're going to stop him from getting ten with five minutes to go. Um, he hasn't kicked nine today. He's kicked five so far. But they could practice that one because Larkey has kicked goals against Collingwood before. What should your team be practicing in the five-minute scenario your team sets up in the trial game? We'll take time Athena to call will help well. you pay After down your home loan well. faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Always great to have you company for Dwayne's World. Midday matters for work like a Karen Downs and packing them work where for wherever you work. What five-minute drill, game-based scenario should your team be practising in the match sim this week given Collingwood and North Melbourne are practising their five-minute drills. Both teams get to set up a scenario to practise with five minutes left, bounce the ball in the middle and practise it. What? Five-minute drill should your team be practising. Got some funny ones coming through on the text, but I'd uh, rather hear from you and give away some prizes because Harry Mackay is going to join us after one. So if I don't give these prizes away now, I won't be giving them. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. What game-based scenario should your team be practising? Brick Lane dining experiences for two to give away. Dwayne's World T-shirts and Signet Boost Power Banks. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. I mentioned a bit about North Melbourne's ball movement. Talked quite a bit about North uh, just on Collingwood's side of things, had a text or two, what are Collingwood doing ball movement-wise? It's pretty much corridor as always for Collingwood. The thing that I have noticed out of what they've been doing or what they did at least in the first half when uh, fatigue's sort of sat, uh, set in now, they are pretty much cooked these players and they've got a few bit parts players out there getting a run, which is great, but it's descended to a game where North Melbourne's going to run out the winner and they're just happy to not get injuries now. In fact, a few... Players are just going for hangers and having a bit of a mess around when it comes to shots at goal. But North lead, by the way, 15.999 to Collingwood's 9.862 and we're 14 minutes into the last quarter. But what game-based scenario should your team be practising? Uh, one here on the text, how's Kruger going pipe? He's looked okay uh, on the lead. And that's one of the things about Collingwood's ball movement I wanted to mention. And that is Collingwood have been quite happy to take that short kick inside 50. So instead of going along to the square, take on the short, even if it's wide, kick to 45 to 50 out and just back your good goal kicker to be able to slot it. So they're not going all that deep with their entries, Collingwood. Quite prepared to take the free guy 
and just back his kick from 45, which I kind of like. I think North Melbourne's defence early was folding back, waiting for those deeper entry kicks and blocking up deep and blocking up mid to deep 50. But Collingwood were just using the space on the arc. So they were too clever for North in that regard early. So I don't mind... If you've got Nick Dacos lurking or Dugowie lurking 50-53 from goal, then pass it to him. Give it to him, and Collingwood's been quite prepared to do that. Luke in Bitten as we head to your calls. Keep your text coming. I'll read a few of your texts out. There's some funny ones coming that teams should be practising as their five-minute drill, but I'd rather take your calls and have a chat to you. Luke in Bitten, have you got a five-minute drill? Carlton should be practising. Welcome to you. G'day, Dwayne. Um, yeah, look... I've been a Carlton supporter a while, and uh, I know how important that Weedering is to our back line. I think that uh, we should, Carlton should really be practising what we're going to do in defence in those last five minutes, just, just without our big man. So who would you push back there? Who would you push back if you need to add someone to your defence? Because we know that Weedering's not going to be around, well, let's hope he plays, I think, around three might be an option. Sam Walsh has got a back injury at the moment, so you're down one of your best ball movers. So, uh, what are you? What are you reckoning? What are, What are you thinking? Your back line would look like. Give me your back six. Um, oh, your back six. Well, I'd have to have Zachy Williams in there. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, Adam Saad. Uh, yeah, huge. Brody Camp. I, I like him. Um, yep. Uh, Caleb Marchbank. Um, yep. So do you need right. to do you need um, to push someone else back though? On that, that's the other thing. With five minutes to go, do you actually take one of those guys away? So take Kemp away, um, you know, even take a, a runner like Zach Williams out, and actually put a Harry Mackay back there. Actually put Charlie Kerno back there because you're not allowed to add an extra these days, but you are allowed to change your back six. So why wouldn't you, if you're three points up with five minutes to go, or even three minutes to go, and you're practicing a scenario? Say to Harry Mackay or Charlie Kerner, okay, you're the guy. You go back there as one of our six. Yeah, well, we saw it work with Charlie last year against Gold Coast, didn't we? Spot on. He took that yep. game-saving mark, and I think Harry Mackay could do just the, the exact same thing. I think he'd probably be the best option to put back if we had to in a, in a really dire situation. Great to have you, call and thanks for kicking it off. one 736 got a prize for you. For, uh, where are you? Where do you live? I'll get your Dwayne's World t-shirt uh, sent to you. Hold the line and we'll get your number to Mitch. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. What game-based scenario for, should your team be practising? Luke is in Bitten, so we'll be able to get a Dwayne's World t-shirt to you. John in Paran, what should Port Adelaide be practising? Is that what's on your agenda? No, I actually get a suggestion for Port Adelaide, what Port Adelaide should do. Yep. I call it the Warren Tread, I call it the Warren Treadray approach. Right. So, uh... They, <laughs> so what, what, what you do is uh, uh, you, you get Warren Treadray in there, you give Ken Hinkley, Ken Hinkley the flick and you actually uh, you stop, you stop choking finals and uh, you actually do something in September. So that, that's what they should be practising. Oh, so you think the five minutes to go, they get Ken Hinkley out of the coach's box, get their new director, Warren Treadray, down in the coach's box and say, Warren, if you know what you're doing so well, uh, you coach the last five. Yeah, well, that's that's what they should do. Uh, you, you throw, you put Warren Treadray in, and then and I reckon Warren Treadray will go to work. Love your call, John. Uh, it's a lateral thought. Uh, hold the line. We've got something for you as well. Eighteen holes of golf for you and a mate with a cart down at Club Mandalay. At eighteen holes of golf for two with drinks and a cart midweek from just ninety nine dollars. Visit clubmandalay.com.au. 
Quick break for news. Back to your calls. Your game-based scenario for your team or a funny one for some opposition team. And we'll take your calls and give away those Brick Lane dining experiences and the Signet Boost Power Banks. You're with Dwayne Dwelt. Always great to have your company for Dwayne's was Throwback to your calls. What game-based scenario should your team be practising in their last five-minute drill, given that in front of me right now, Collingwood and North are about to practice there. So North Melbourne's won this game. Four quarters are done. North Melbourne's won 102 to 68. Scoreline doesn't really matter, other than the fact that North did look good and Collingwood were down a heap of players. And North ball movement from about halfway through that second term was great to watch when they got into the hands of their best ball movers and their handball chains linked up as opposed to Collingwood's pressure, which caused them to turn the ball over quite a bit early um, to start to dissipate a bit. So what game-based scenario should your team be practising? I'll tell you what Collingwood and North are about to practise here. So we're practising here. Collingwood's 1-1-7. North Melbourne is yet to score. So in essence, Collingwood's up by seven points and there'll be five minutes played. So that's the opening scenario we've got. What scenario should your team be practising? Well, there's a few funny ones on the text. Keep your calls coming. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 Yeah, I know. The Eagles should simulate being 100 points down a quarter time and trying to keep another 200. Thanks for that, Bert from Kahuna. One here, the Dogs to put the polish on the Tim English kick-in. That's a good one. Uh, maybe they should be practising that because he was the last guy they needed kicking the ball in in Ballarat last year when they had to win that game. Uh, Carlton, five-minute drill. Deconing down back. Saad pushes up to the wing, so another tall in defence. And then you have Saad pushing up to the wing as your runner because the wings can get back quickly to add numbers to defence. That's the, that's the issue or the want to get a tall guy back there. Uh, I was thinking Carlton should practice being in front with five minutes to go in a grand final. But it's not realistic, Brett and Bunyip. Thanks for that. It might be realistic, Brett. Uh, Essendon should practice how they're going to celebrate if they actually win or make a final. Uh, some funny ones coming through. Um, scary how good Bobby Hill looks this year. I think he'll be the best small forward in the game this season. Not that I want Collingwood to improve anymore. That's from Greg. Greg, I'll play you something still side bottom said with Jared Waitley earlier today. It was a brilliant line, and I'm not sure it was deliberate or whether it's been talked about exactly like that at Collingwood, but he said our best last year won't be good enough to win it this year. That was still side bottom, and I like that line. It might just be a throwaway line that was in his mind, but if that's the mantra at Collingwood, our best last year won't be good enough to win it this year, then I like that out of Collingwood this year. I'll play that a little bit later on. Um, Keep your texts coming through and your calls coming through, and we'll take a quick break, and I'll talk you through this Collingwood North Melbourne five-minute drill which is about to start performing here with Dwayne's World. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Always great to have your company on Dwayne's World. Uh, Even practice matches throw up some crazy stuff. How about this? So we've been talking about game-based scenarios. Last five-minute drill. So... The first last five-minute drill at AIA Centre had Collingwood in front by seven points. 1-1 to North Melbourne, no score. So Collingwood leading by seven points. They bounced the ball in the middle. Collingwood didn't man up. North Melbourne won the clearance. Now, North Melbourne lined up with a forward line that included Zerha, Larkey, Callum Coleman-Jones and Paul Curtis all starting out of the goal square. So they pushed all their big guns forward. So what happened? 
all their big guns forward. They got the clearance. They kicked it forward. And Callum Coleman-Jones takes the mark at full forward, kicks the goal. It's a one-point game. Ball back to the middle. Three minutes left. What happens? Well, we start to get a bit more serious in the middle now because we're Collingwood. We don't want to lose this game. We're one point up. But guess what? North Melbourne win the clearance. They get it forward. Big guns. Paul Curtis, Zerha, Larky, Callan Coleman-Jones all spread. Paul Curtis takes the mark on Jacob Ryan, who was caught behind. Paul Curtis kicks the goal. North Melbourne in front. So in a couple of minutes of this five-minute drill, North Melbourne in front. It's almost as if Collingwood had the rope-a-dope, sucked them in to doing it. Because guess what happened after that? Collingwood got serious. It's almost as if they wanted to practice being behind with two minutes to go. Collingwood then get serious in the centre, man up, get the clearance, bustle their way to a handball to Schultz as a lead-up target, straight down the spine. He lays out passes to Ash Johnson. Corridor from 50. Ash Johnson kicks a goal, and Collingwood's in front. So Collingwood has taken the lead back again. 2-2-14 to North Melbourne, 2-1-13. And now we're down to Cam Zerha in this scenario with six and a half minutes on the clock in this match scenario to give North back the lead. So it's actually worked quite well. I'll talk you through the Cam Zerha kick now because I'm not sure when they're going to blow the siren. I thought it was a five-minute drill. When now, if it's five minutes and time on, this would be the last kick of five minutes and time on because we're up to six minutes and 30. So this looks like Cam Zerha with North down by a point for either the game or the draw in the five-minute drill. And Cam kicks the goal. So North in front, and it looks like they're going to win this five-minute drill. one 736 How bizarre is that? It's only a practice match, but the five-minute drill worked to perfection for both teams. Keep your texts coming through. Keep your calls coming through that open line. The Werribee Kia open line, one 736 or the text machine, 0433981116 for the all-new Temper Pro. Temper's most adaptive mattress ever is here. Temper, T-E-M-P-U-R, mattresses and pillows like no other. I mentioned still side bottom on Jared Waitley's program earlier today, saying Collingwood's best last year isn't good enough this year. I think that's what he said. Let's actually play you the grab. So this is exactly what Steel Sidebottom said, Collingwood's mantra, or at least his mantra, heading into this season. Our season last year was, was exceptional, but our best last year is not going to be good enough to win it again this year. So we've, as, as I sort of said, we've come back hungry. Um, we need to take the steps again, and, and it starts from you know January for me. But, yeah, to be, for us just to sort of think that we're going to rock up and, and, and roll the same stuff out, it's, it's not going to work. And um, I think Fly's been big on, on driving that since day one. So I still saw the bottom earlier today. Joel in Bannockburn, I am coming to you, but this five-minute scenario, the time has just played out. Collingwood had one last chance with a few seconds left, but it was Mason Cox who got the clearance from the middle. They were down by five points. They needed a goal. Mason Cox, he didn't handball off. He actually took the kick down the spine to lace out a forward himself. Maybe he didn't know how long left. Maybe he thought there was just seconds left and he better get in there. But instead of handling it to uh, a player that might be able to have kicked it better, um, he took the kick himself and it was cut off by Biggie Newen. And North Melbourne has won the little practice match scenario last five minutes. Vera in Burnside. Welcome to you, Vera. Hello. Um, can you Great hear to have me? You. Yes, yeah, you're on yeah, the air, Vera. Look- yeah, I just wanted to have a funny five minutes um, rather than yes. serious. And I thought if it's North Melbourne, maybe they should count the interchange. 
Oh, I love that. Yeah, that is exactly because it cost them a game last year. And at one stage, you thought it was going to cost them a number one draft pick. They ended up costing themselves that anyway. But a uh, nice one, Vera. Appreciate that. Hold the line. We've got something for you. We'll send you either a Signet Boost Power Bank or we'll send you a Dwayne's World T-shirt. Joel in Bannockburg. Welcome to you, Joel. Thanks, Pop. Uh, what do you got for us? Excited, mate. Uh, very excited this year, mate, with the Blues with the last five minutes. I can finally say... Carlton need to play like they did against the Demons in that last match and just go all out aggression. We've got players now on every line where we, honestly, the more I think about it, the more we should do well. We've got Saad, Doherty, Williams, Newman. They're all Australian calibre players. Um, Wiedering to come back. I think we all play all out aggression in, those, in the last five minutes. Um, the way we played against Melbourne, which is the most excited I've ever been in a game, I think we need to do that more. Like Collingwood do... When they're at their best, that's why they win all their games because they're just all out aggression. And I think that's what we need to do with the quality players we have. Yeah, back themselves in. Great call, Joel. Good to have your contribution. Uh, we need to take a break, but more of your calls after the break. And then Harry Mackay is going to join us after 1 o'clock for Carlton fans. We want to hear more about the Blues. Has Harry Mackay changed his routine? What has he done to practice his goal kicking this summer? We'll talk to the Carlton Gun after the break. A couple of texts on the way to the break, and we'll take some more of your calls after the break. Giants need to practice centering the ball to players in front of goal with a minute to go on the clock. Could be the difference between a competitive prelim and an inaugural premiership. And that's from Ash, and you're spot on. That's exactly what Toby Green didn't do. He had the shot at goal. It was marked on the goal line, and that was game over. Had he centered it, they might have been able to kick the goal and beat Collingwood and go into a grand final and win the flag. All what-ifs. Essendon need to practice defending the opposition kick-in. We're one of the easiest teams to go coast-to-coast from the kick-in. Cheers, John Joe. That's a serious one, and I like it. Uh, G'day, Dwayne. Good afternoon, Dwayne. Bulldogs, uh, goal-kicking practice, especially Norton. Team selection, take note. Better more input from your assistants. Practice that. Go, Bulldogs. Thanks for that, John. Uh, The Saints should practice reading the bounce of the ball in the goal square. Cheerio to Stephen Milne. Uh, Pipe. I don't want the Hawks to practice any game-based scenarios at all. We're getting crucified with injuries this off-season. Let's just get the round one, please, Matt in Jembrook. Keep your text coming. Strap out your calls for Midday Matters next on Dwayne's World. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Jenny in Box Hill, welcome to you. Jenny, thanks for holding. Good day, Dwayne. Um, a couple of things. The first one, what on earth has happened to defence? So in terms of the games that you're watching at the moment or in terms of what's going to happen this season given that we're expecting more attacking play from teams because taking the game on and kicking a bigger score is the way to go given the stand rule and the way the game's played with 6-6-6? Six, six, six? No, sorry. The word sorry. defense. Oh, the word. It has become... Sorry, you've given a lovely answer. But <laughs> it's, become, it's become defense. And I want to know what has happened to defense. We were brought up with Defence, defenders. Yeah, defence is the thing that goes around the outside of the ground. That's spot on, Jenny. There's a lot of those Americanisms that have come into 
modern-day commentary that Australians hate, so it's a nice one for you to bring up. Uh, if you want to back Jenny up and put a few more on the agenda, like defence and defence, then by all means send them through on the text, 0433981116, or give us a call like Jenny did. Uh, nice one, Jenny. Uh, I took your question the complete wrong way and maybe gave it a bit too much respect. But uh, that's what I thought you meant. Uh, what's happened to defence in the modern game? Um, a couple of other texts that have come through. Great to see North Melbourne take some positives into the start of the season. I think they will definitely win more games this year. Good for the competition. Uh, thanks for that. Uh, the AFL should practice score reviews in the last five minutes. Cost Adelaide and Richmond finals in the last couple of years. Maybe that's the game-based scenario. The AFL should be practicing. You're right. Um, practice dropping a key forward into the back line, pushing or your running backs to the wing and your wings to half forward. And then you set up where your wings roll back. You've got runners to run back and then you end up with the territory. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, how many small guys do you want to have in that scenario? But if a team wins the ball out of the middle for a clearance, you want the quick speed guys to be able to shut down any leading forward so it doesn't actually get to a Lockie Schultz of the world, if you know what I mean. Robin Lilydale, you've got an American term like Jenny that's uh, giving you the irrits. Uh, yeah, good day, Dwayne. Um, thanks for taking my call. Uh, yeah, all these uh, American things that are coming into the the uh, commentators. I uh, heard Nathan Buckley the other day talking about one of the Brisbane players going to be the best quarterback we've ever seen. Quarterback. We don't have quarterbacks in the game. It's an AFL game. Gridiron have have quarterbacks. Um, what's your thoughts on that? No, I'm writing these down, Rob. You're spot on. I've heard that one before, and I'm writing it down. Uh, I'm about to start my commentary stint back with SEN and Fox next week. I'm writing these down. No defense and no quarterback. But I can go on the advice of yesterday and run with seven quarters. Uh, John and Elton, welcome to you, John. Yeah, Dwayne, uh, Geelong got to be the masters of giving up a goal in the last 45 seconds of a quarter, almost every quarter. And why do you think, John, why do they need to practice that? Why do you think they've conceded it? I just reckon they have. They go to sleep, do it week after week after week, whether they're winning or losing. They just give up a goal in the last 30, 40 seconds of a game, of a quarter. Yeah. And we might open the lines up. Harry Mackay's going to join us a little bit later on, but I might open the lines up later. The interesting part about putting a, a Harry Mackay back for the last five minutes if you're up by five points and trying to put the right guys in your back line is, I still wouldn't mind knowing from people who you'd put in for your centre square starting four in that game-based scenario. Who's your best centre square starting four if you had to win a clearance for your life? If you've got a suggestion on that, uh, by all means, jump on the text 0433981116. But we might ask that question again after Harry Mackay joins us at 1 o'clock. So put that number in your phone, the Werribee Kia open line, one three hundred. 736-736. Their biggest EV sale is on now, by the way, at Werribee Kia. You can drop down and see David, Janan, Aid, Jim, and the whole team down there. Uh, running back, Dwayne. It's a half-back flanker. Don't go with running back. Thanks for that. Keep your suggestions coming through on that. 0433-9816. Dwayne, please don't say zip instead of zero or nil. Thank you for that. I've got that as well. Uh, keep your test coming through on that. And who would you put in? Your centre square starting four to win a clearance for your life. We'll talk about that after. Harry Mackay, the Carlton Gun, joins us straight after the news. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. 
visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Welcome back to Dwayne's World. Dwayne's World for Athena Home Loans. Be rewarded for your loyalty at Athena Home Loans. Always great to have superstars on the line. And as I mentioned earlier, we're lucky enough to have Harry Mackay. He's been teaching a few of the kids at Auskick. He's been looking after the younger generation. The new Harry Mackay is coming through. So let's have a chat to the Carlton star. Welcome to you, Harry. Great to have you on. Thanks, Dwayne. Good to be here. Good to be on the, on the show. Yeah, good to have you on. It's always great for me to have guys like you on. You're at the Glen Iris Auskick for the 2024 NAB Auskick launch. For more information, you can register. Head to play.afl slash Auskick. How are the kids? Yeah, they're going well. It's been a fun day so far, Dwayne. It's, um, yeah, it's great to see so many kids enjoying footy and with a smile on their face. So, um, yeah, it's been good fun with a few other players to uh, launch the start of the 2024 Auskick season. So, yeah, it's been a fantastic day. Um, Bounce is a pretty cool arena as well. I haven't spent too much time here, but it's um, yeah, plenty of fun for the kids, so it's been great. Did you do Oz Kick? Yeah, I did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, back feels like forever ago now, but um, <laughs> certainly did with uh, my twin brother Ben. We um, yeah, we started when we were really young, and um, the same before that. Yeah, the reasons why you kind of start. Um, you love playing with your mates, and you love having fun. It's, it's still pretty applicable now in today's game. So um, yeah, it was, it was great to start that way and. Again, to see so many kids um, with a smile on their face today and, and starting their footy journey is really cool. Did you do you remember the guys that the players that were there when you did Oz Kick, the players that visited you and were playing AFL at the time? Well, I could lie to you, Dwayne, and say yes, but um, <laughs> I can't remember it specifically. But um, I always remember it was such a thrill whenever an, an AFL player came, even part of a school clinic or Oz Kick clinic. So um, yeah, it was definitely the highlight of the year when when an AFL player came down. So you're always trying to remember that. Um, I guess the impact you can have on the younger generation when yeah, you get to see them. So it's pretty cool. You're part of a stable club now. You've got your coach's contract extended. Uh, Cookie sticking around for a little while longer. It's uh, probably a different footy club now than the one you walked into. Uh, yeah, for sure. I guess any time you're there or a club for you know, the best part of 10 years has always changed. But I think, as you said, the club's in a really good spot. Um, stability is really crucial at a footy club. And we're really lucky to have some awesome people in key roles. So... Um, yeah, for those two, as you mentioned, to be um, yeah, signed away for the longer term is fantastic for the club. And, um, yeah, it's a really, uh, really cool place to be at the moment and the vibes are high. So we're, um, we're looking forward to seeing what we can do in 2024. Are you playing? Is it, it was going to be 11.30 tomorrow. It's going to be 38 degrees. Are you still going to be playing at that time? Do you know if they've changed it? Sam Walsh won't be playing, we're understanding, because of the back issue and got a couple of others out. Are you playing and is it still going to be 11.30? Yeah, I'm definitely playing. I think Dwayne, the high-performance team, wanted to push it back even further, so we play in more of the heat, I reckon. Because um, <laughs> originally it was 11, and I'm not sure why it's moved to 11.30, but um, yeah, I'll definitely be playing, and the boys are keen for a hit out. We know it's going to be warm, but um, yeah, throughout the summer, we've had some pretty warm sessions, so it shouldn't be a problem. We're more just looking forward to yeah, having a run around against someone that's not our teammates, so it should be good fun. Where are we going to play, Harry? You're a centre-half forward, you're a full forward. Where does Charlie want to play? How are you going to work it out? Uh, as you know, in today's game, it's, it's probably one of the days where it's set positions. There's um, a lot of movement around and guys can play multiple roles. So um, yeah, I think the deal of having another, I guess, two established people as in your team is that you can mix and match and, you know, depending on the, the matchups and whatnot, you can um, try and exploit that by one playing higher, one playing deeper. But it's pretty organic, to be honest. We, um, yeah, we do it quite naturally. So um, whatever that looks like each game probably be slightly different. But... Um, Again, it's, 
it's really fun to be able to play with someone like Charlie and um, the flexibility that gives the team is really awesome. So, um, yeah, I can't wait to play some more footy with him this year. You did look you did look last year at times as if you enjoyed the freedom of getting up and getting outside of the, the 50. Did you, was that only because of the goal-kicking issues and it was a release for you, or do you like getting up the field anyway? I've always um, enjoyed getting up the ground, and I think the strength of ours is our ability to move for our size. So any time you can um, get up the ground and kind of use that strength is, is something we look to do. And um, as I said before, the beauty of having, I guess, two key forwards in the team is if one gets up the ground, then we still have representation um, deeper. So, yeah, both Charlie and I really enjoy doing that. Um, obviously, it looks slightly different each week, but definitely something we look to put into our games and um, something we enjoy. I saw your pre-season last year working on both your drop punts and your hook kick. It seemed as if you were trying to work out in your own ma- mind what kick you would have in which spots on the ground, and you were still trying to work through it last year. That's the way it looked to me anyway. Is, are you more settled in your own mind as to which kick to pull out at which particular spot on the ground? Yeah, definitely um, something over the summer I wanted to, wanted to go to work on. And, um, yeah, as you said, I think having a been really clear where your spots are is something I've tried to um, yeah, solidify a bit more over the off-season. So, um, yeah, I think that, that'll alleviate any any decision on the ground with the emotion of the game and, and whatnot if, you, if you're pretty clear on where your spots are. So that's something we've been working on, um, not just me, but all the forwards at the club, knowing being been really clear where, where you're kicking um, from. So, yeah, that's definitely what we've been what we've been chasing. And, um, yeah, then, then going to work on the different kicks and those spots. So, yeah, it's been really good. So is that the confidence trigger for you? Because once you get the ball, you've already got that decision made. Right, I'm here. I'm doing this kick. I don't even need to think about any alternatives. Yeah, spot on. I think, as I said before, there's so many things that can go on game day, like the emotion, fatigue, um, crowd, energy, whatever it is. But I think it's like anything. If you're really set and you know what you're doing um, before you get that, you can you can kind of go into your routine without having to make that decision under yeah, a state of emotion or fatigue or whatever it is. So, um, yeah, spot on in terms of that. I'm a bit older than you, Harry, so I've seen guys that have uh, been average kicks early at goal for various reasons, technique or, or whatever those reasons might be, become really good kicks. Stuart Lowe was one uh, way back in the day. It can be done, Harry. It's a mindset, it's a mechanics, but it, it can be done, and it sounds like you're fairly confident that you've evolved to that point now. Oh, I think it's like anything, Dwayne. Any skill or um, yeah, anything in life, there's always room for improvement, and no matter where you start, there's always opportunity to get better, and um, that's the beauty of our job, especially you know, over an off-season block of six months. You can pick parts of your game, not just goal-kicking or whatever it's still you want to be, and you can put some time and effort into that. So um, it's definitely a, a benefit of our job, and um, so yeah, it's applicable to anything in life. You can, you can put in some work and hopefully see some results, but um, yeah, it's something that I'm always going to be... I, think, I can't remember who said it last year, but goal-kicking is something you're always chasing. Hey, buddy, how you going? So I'll keep you around. Um, yeah, so goal kicking is something you're always chasing and I don't think you're ever the master of, but um, yeah, as I said, getting to put some, some solid time into it, um, yeah, makes you feel a bit more confident. I don't want to hold you back from signing autographs for kids, so well, one more quick one. You, you love the podcast with your brother as well. It seems like you enjoy a little bit of media. You, you're quite affable today. It's great to have a chat to you. You've got a smile in your voice and I can hear your excitement as, as the footy season's looming and the excitement in your voice as to how you're going to be able to play this year. So that's great. Did, did, did it weigh on you at all last year or you're always this kind of happy guy who can let it wash off you when the criticism comes? 
Yeah, thanks for the little shout out there for the podcast, um, Ben and Harry podcast. If you want to listen, Dwayne, um, beautiful. Sure you will be, mate. But, we always um, do, and we we steal bits from it. You know that, Harry. You say something yeah, good yeah. on there, we run with it for an hour. Absolutely, and we love that. We love that. So thank you. Um, oh, there's no doubt that um, footy is a big part of your life, and when it's not going the way you want individually and as a team, it definitely um, takes somewhat of a toll. But I was pretty big on. Um, no matter what's happening on the field, you still want to be a really good person and still have some perspective around that, you know, we're just playing footy. So um, that's not to say that it didn't take its toll and be really challenging. But, um, yeah, throughout it all, we were pretty keen to stay, I guess, good people and um, have some perspective around it. So, yeah, definitely enjoying um, the summer so far. And as you said, smile on the face. And being here with kids today, um, it puts things into perspective a little bit. And, um, yeah, so all going well. Always a dream for me to have guns like you on the show, Harry. So uh, you've made my day. Thanks for chatting and uh, good luck this season. Good man. Thanks, Dwayne. Have a good day. Harry Mackay, who you can catch more of on the Ben and Harry podcast. As you heard, Carlton Star. And if you want to join up for Auskick, you can join up. And uh, the NAB AFL Auskick information webpage is play.afl slash Auskick. Play.afl slash Auskick. Harry Mackay. Joining us out of the Glen Iris Oz kick a break. A few of your calls after it. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. The open line brought to us by Werribee Kia. Werribee Kia have the biggest EV sale on now. You can check out their whole EV range. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Yeah, definitely um, something over the summer I wanted to, wanted to go to work on. And, um, yeah, as you said, I think having a been really clear where your spots are is something I've tried to um, yeah, solidify a bit more over the off-season. So, um, yeah, I think that, that alleviates any any decision on the ground with the emotion of the game and, and whatnot if, you, if you're pretty clear on where your spots are. So that's something we've been working on. Um, not just me, but all the forwards at the club, knowing being really clear where, where you're kicking um, from. So, yeah, that's definitely what we've been what we've been chasing. And, um, yeah, then, then going to work on the different kicks and those spots. So, yeah, it's been really good. Harry Mackay, moments ago, your thoughts on that, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. This time last year, I did watch Carlton training, and I did bring it to your attention that Harry looked unsure as to what kick to use in different spots on the ground. He'd get to that spot, and he'd try this, and he'd try that, and he wasn't clear in his own mind which kick he was going to use. He now sounds clear. When he gets to that spot, he's going to use this kick and he's going to do it with some confidence. And I like that. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. a few of you calls. Who has fixed their goal kicking over time? I mentioned Stuart Lowe. There's been a number of players that have fixed their kicking, they've fixed their goal kicking. And who has become a sporting star after fixing a floor? Um, there's been a few... Well, I remember Adam Scott's putting wasn't so good and he's a major winner, so maybe... Puts him in that equation as well. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. The open line number. Uh, we always, well, we do quite often get calls saying, "Oh, I haven't been able to get on." The lines are clear right now, so you can jump on right now if you want to. We'll get you straight on. Sammy Edmonds going to join us in about twenty minutes' time with the sports update as well. We'll bring you the latest development on the Melbourne Footy Club uh, Joel Smith scenario. And speaking of Melbourne leaders, Jordan Lewis to join us later in the program. So. Keep your text coming through, but it's Talkback Radio. I'd rather have a chat to you, and the lines are clear right now if you want to jump on. one three hundred seven three six seven three six, and we'll get you straight on. 
someone who's fixed their floor to become a sports star, especially the art of goal kicking. A couple of texts that have come through on Harry. Uh, not too many teams have two Coleman medalists in their team. Dwayne, that's from Trent. Yeah, good call. And another one here, just on Harry Mackay. And I don't mind people coming through on the tests, uh, giving me suggestions as to when I go too far or put too much mayo on it. Uh, come on, Pipe. Harry Mackay, a star. I suppose all human beings that make the top level are stars, but in relation to others in the comp. Seriously? No, I reckon Harry Mackay qualifies. Now, maybe I might go over the top of the word star a few times, but Harry's a star. He's one of Coleman. Tony in East Melbourne, who's fixed there? Well, fixed something. Welcome to you, Tony. Yeah, good. Two things. Firstly, Steve Waugh gave away the hook shot, and then he started making runs. That changed his game. And secondly, I couldn't get to the North game today. I'm going to the St Kilda game. How did we go in the, in the actual practice match? You ran really well. I mean, you won it on the scoreline, 102 to 68. You then won the game-based scenario five-minute game they played at the end of it because you know, had the smarts to push your gun forwards forward and you got the clearance when Collingwood got a bit slack. So, yeah, you went from seven points down to winning that game-based scenario of five left. And you had a lot of good players I think that you'd be pretty happy with. I could run you through the names of a few of them, but the Shizu, I don't know where he's going to play, half-back or middle, but they've got to get the ball in his hands. When they left it in the hands of Zach Fisher early, he turned it over and I didn't like it. Uh, Paul Curtis is all class. McCurch is going to play in defence for you, and he did a few kick-ins. Um, it looked like he wasn't sure whether to be an attacking defender or a defending defender early, which is what you get with young players. But um, he's got a little bit of class about him as well, which I like. Charlie Lazaro played well for you last week in the trial game and looked really, really good again this week. So you've got a lot of things going for you. Um, Toby Pink played at fullback for a while. I liked Simpkin against Dugowie for the centre square bounces. I think Simpkin's a class act, and putting on Dugowie is exactly what I would have done if I was Clarko as well. Um, and I think, well, when you think about it, Zerhar's a great player. He can be consistent. Larky kicked five today. And Callum Coleman-Jones did a couple of good things. So, yeah, there's a bit to like about it, uh, Tony. And a great nomination, Steve War. It is the great debate for Titanium Caravans, Australian-made luxury off-road caravans. Who fixed something in their routine or their dynamics as a sports player and became a star? Brett and Bowen, welcome to you, Brett. Hey, Dwayne, how are you? Good. That's right. Uh, I'd probably nominate Max for Crashen, who's now Max Verstappen, two times world champion, had to uh, control <laughs> his outbursts and his rage on the track to become a consistent performer. But, you know, he's, he's transformed his driving into something that's quite unique and probably will be one of the best ever. Yeah, I like it. Brett, thanks for jumping on. You've got a Signet Boost Power Bank coming your way. Valid at 44.95. A Signet Boost Power Bank will keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered 24 7. We've got a few of those to give away in this little bracket. Our titanium caravans built tough to tackle Australia's harshest conditions. Make your next caravan a titanium. The great debate who fixed a skill problem they had to become a star? Graham and Rye, you've got a goal kicker, Graham. Welcome to you. Yeah, good day, Brian. There you go. Good. Yeah. So, Brocker, when he left Collingwood, he uh, he was zoopy. And when he went to North Melbourne, he, he uh, they straightened him up. The, uh, the averages uh, were, were improved. He became a gun, Graham. He didn't just improve it. He became one of the best in the business. Yep. Spot Absolutely. on. Lo- yeah, spot on. Good one. Love your call. Another goal kicker. It can be done. Baz and Coburg, you there, Baz? 
Yeah, good afternoon, Pipe. Um, Toby Green, if he stops getting suspended. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good one. And I think we're going to say the same about James Sicily, aren't we? Captaincy can do that as well. Toby Green's been exceptional. And, yeah, I mean, sometimes the rough edges take a bit of time to get knocked off. Maybe we've got to be saying that about Jordan Degowie and his commitment level. It's not a skill issue, but it's a, it's a, it's an issue that was fixed. Tim in Brighton, welcome to you, Tim. Yeah, g'day, Dwayne. I've got uh, a couple of female tennis players, not necessarily that they fix flaws, but they came back from um, giving birth and becoming a mother, Margaret Court and Naomi Osaka. Yeah, it's something that uh, males will never have to contend with. Tim, or not in my lifetime, who knows what's going to happen in a few years' time. But, uh, yeah, I, I suppose the the skill issue is not part of that equation, but I appreciate you jumping on to give us a variation of it. Appreciate your call. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 One hit Joe Watson was a horrible kick earlier than a gun. I wasn't aware of that, but thanks for that as well. Um, one here. Larkin needs to go into your fantasy footy. Cheers, Peter. Uh, thanks for that. It was five goals, but it was only a trial game today. But, yeah, it's looking good. Um, and Matthew Lloyd's another one. Fixed uh, his goal kicking. Thank you. Sheasel will be the best player in the competition this year. Uh, keep your test coming through 0433 um, And a couple of sarcastic, what should teams be practising in their five-minute drill? Chris has sent through this one on North Melbourne. Um, practice getting to the car to beat the traffic, North supporters. Thank you for that, Chris. They did look good today, so let's give them a bit of love whilst they can enjoy it. Um, North will be wooden spooners this season. West Coast will go past them, so maybe I'm getting a bit too excited by what I saw today. Clarko not coaching for the present, coaching for the next premiership, doesn't care about this year's results. Also, their defence isn't going to hold up. That's true. They got a, they haven't got a great defence, but if you put your good goal, uh, ball kickers back there, that might help. Uh, very light on down back. Uh, Beeper from Craigieburn. If you've got Sheasel and McKercher down there, I think it is going to help, even though they're young. Um, and, uh, again, who's going to stop Nick Larkey this year? Did you see the display he put on today, Pipe? Wasn't even if your top 10 forwards. J-Bob. Thanks for that, J-Bob. There's still a few in that top 10 that I'd have ahead of Nick Larkey, even though he kicked five today. But I continue to enjoy... You pushing for it. Dean in Yarra Glen. Hello, Dean. Hey, mate. How are you? Good. Yeah, uh, Mitchell Johnson, when he went away, changed up front arm action, came back and dismantled the Pogs in the Ashes. Nice one, Dean. A little bit of... There's been cricket variations. A few have changed their mechanics as well and had longer careers because of it as bowlers, Dean, as well, rather than get injured all the time, which is a key, isn't it? Very huge. Changed his back issues as well. Yeah. Hey, hold the line. Not, have you ever called before, Dan? I'm not sure I've heard your voice. Nah, not, not really. Just texting usually. Well, you've got to call more often, mate. You can win prizes like the one you're about to win. You've got a Brick Lane dining experience for two, including a three-course meal and Brick Lane beers. Brick Lane's One Love Pale Ale is the taste of summer. You can drop into Brick Lane and tell them we sent you. They're at Queen Vic Market, and uh, it's a beautiful experience in there. Even if you don't want to have a Brick Lane beer, their chef, their menu is sensational. Hold the line. Always say you call, you get on, and you call, you win prizes, and you call, you can have a chat. Love a chat. Greg in Hillsville. Welcome to you, Greg. Great to have you on. Uh, thanks for having me, Dwayne. Um, one of the greatest uh, pool or billiards players of all time, Sir Walter Lindrum, lost some fingers on his hand, changed hands, and just dominated and become knighted by the Queen. 
You're not suggesting someone should lop the tops of their fingers off, Greg, to ch- change their, their life course, are you? Oh, look, mate, if it works, it works. But uh, <laughs> unfortunately, it, <laughs> unfortunately, sort of um, accidents happen. But, yeah, he just he swung right. around and goes, oh, I can't play left hand, I play right hand. But, um, yeah, the bloke was just a marvel. And, um, but, yeah, I, I wouldn't suggest uh, lopping uh, the fingers no. off. <laughs> no, I appreciate your call on it, Greg. Greg, I wonder if you thought... Um, when he accidentally lopped them off, I'll, I'll get to meet the Queen because of this. Keep your texts coming through. Keep your calls coming through. In fact, we'll take a few more of your calls for the next 10 minutes. Sammy will join us in about 10 minutes' time. Jamie in Adelaide, before we take a break, you there, Jamie? G'day, mate. How are you, mate? Good. Yeah, mate. Uh, Michael Hussey, you know, started out as a believer. He's a left-handed batsman, ended up being a right-handed batsman. He did some amazing things for Australian cricket. Nice one. We spoke um, to a... Um, a netballer yesterday as well who changed which shooting hand she went with. So um, yeah, I think Alicia Froling was the one we talked to yesterday. Um, the two Froling twins I get mixed up quite a bit. But, uh, yeah, you can change. Well, I suppose Glenn Maxwell changes every over. Keep your texts coming through. Keep your calls coming through. Love your company for Dwayne's board for Athena Home Loans. Be rewarded for your loyalty at Athena Home Loans. And that Werribee Kia open line, if you want to jump on it right now, we'll get you on. one Their biggest EV sale is on now at Werribee Kia. Sammy Edmund to join us in about 10 minutes' time. Jordan Roughhead, Collingwood assistant coach, join us out at 2 o'clock to talk about today's trial game, see if they got through it unscathed with injuries. And Jordan Lewis, Fox footy commentator, former Melbourne leader, he's going to have a chat to us as well about Fox footy's um, leading to this season. And today's game, by the way, was on Foxtel and KO. So if you didn't see the North Melbourne Collingwood game today, you can have a look at it if you've got KO on replay. Back with more after the break. Hello, a bit of BGs. Good stuff, eh, Rod? Ted in Brighton. You've got a person or player who improved their technique to become, and just dropped off. Uh, Ted, give us a call back. Brett in Geelong. Welcome to you, Brett. G'day, Dwayne. I think you're there, Brett. You there, Brett? Yep. Yeah, I'm here, Dwayne. Yeah, we're good. we had uh, a call to drop change. off, so straight to you. Yeah, that's right. I just want to change tack. You just want to talk about the cricket. Yep. Um, just with the grounds. We're about to play a game in New Zealand, and they're playing on grounds that hold 15,000, 20,000, and I'm from Geelong, and we've got a ground down here that holds 40, and a ground in Ballarat that holds 15 to 20. Why can't we play international cricket at these grounds? Well, you could play international cricket at Geelong the way it is now. It'd be sensational for international cricket, but I think if you're going to have an international cricket match in Victoria, you're always going to play it at the MCG, and by default maybe play it at Marvel Stadium, given we do lament sometimes when it rains and you can't get play at the MCG or we could be playing down the road at Docklands, given there's a roof there. I think Geelong would, would be third in that realm. But in saying that, Brett, if we brought back the tri-series, maybe if you, like if you had, I don't know, Sri Lanka and New Zealand here with Australia for a one-day tri-series, it would be gold for that to have the Sri Lanka-New Zealand game played in a regional area. Yeah, I just think, looking at MCG against the West Indies, with ten to 15,000 people, it's not very good. And you've yeah. got a showcase, like a ground like Geelong, to showcase Geelong, um, Ballarat. I mean, India's got about 50 international grounds, 
I just think we're behind the time with what our six or seven. I just think we should be should be showcasing around the country these one day sort of T Twenty games. I think you've got a really good point, Brett, and I appreciate you jumping on to voice it because there's an argument to say if you put it in a regional centre, you might actually get more people bothered to go to it because they don't cr- get cricket in that regional centre than you might at the MCG. Who it's got it's accessible to all those people in Melbourne with ease, but maybe they've got other cricket that they could go to, like the Boxing Day Test, so they don't go. They go to the Big Bash, so they don't go. Um, they prefer the Big Bash than going to a 50-over game that's you know being played by Australia's second eleven in a way. But if you took it to Ballarat, everyone would go and maybe fill it. So you're right about that, Brett. I love your point. A really, really good one, and I'm, I'm glad it was made. Ted in Brighton, you there, Ted? Yep, g'day, Dwayne. How are you going? Good. That's good. I was just on a play that's improved. Um, I heard Clayton Oliver speak about um, recently his, his first few interview, interviews with our Sydney recruiters. They told him, too fat, too slow, you're unfit, mate. Um, you're not quite there. Took him a bit to build up in his career, but he's become one of the, you know, part of his last sort of 12 months and a few incidents of late. But he's become an absolute elite athlete. He's a powerhouse. He's, he's respected as a, as a seriously fit and healthy midfielder. So I thought his improvement has been phenomenal. Yeah, Caleb Sarong was another one that got told as a young player, you better lose some weight. You don't hear it very often. And if you're going to say it as a coach to a young player, a 17-year-old player, you've got to be careful how you frame it and how you say it especially in the female game. But I think it still does get said um, you need to be fitter. Uh, You've got to say it in a different way and in a nicer way. And I think it got said to Caleb Sarong as well. And he's been a star. Even though he wasn't overweight, I think he did get told to just drop a kilo. Uh, Peter Senior went from the broomstick putter, uh, went to the broomstick putter and started cleaning up. Nice one. But he did go to the broomstick. You're right. Uh, keep your text coming through. And one here, Dwayne, quarterback is the best description of the player making the play out of defence. The game has changed, and so have the roles. James and Morty Alec, there are a few overseas sport terms that can be used. You're right about that. And one of them is goalkeeper. If you do dive and tip it um, over the line, then sometimes you do say the goalkeeper saved it, but other people don't like it. We'll take a break. Sammy Evans is going to join us after the break. Hessian Chief Reporter for a McCafe Coffee Catch-Up. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Ooh, Always love your calls and your texts. A couple of people get grumpy on the text, and I, I get that. Simon Hill was on the program yesterday talking the world game. Uh, some people still have their angst about different sports. One here, Dwayne, uh, when talking about goalkeeper as a terminology to use in AFL, keep your overseas garbage sports out of our game. Uh, I'm not sure it's a garbage sport, but I, I kind of get what you mean. Um, and speaking of cricket, there's been a few calls on cricket. Uh, the Australian Tour of New Zealand starts today, by the way, with the first T20 live from Wellington. And you can catch every ball with Daniel McCarty and Chris Harris live from 5pm this afternoon. Australian Eastern Daylight Time or, time or 4pm Australian Eastern Standard Time, 2pm in the West of the SEN Network and the SEN app. So it starts today. Sammy Edmund has been good enough to join us. SEN Chief Reporter from McCafe Coffee Catch-Up for a limited time only. Get any size soft drink for just $1. 
Value means more at Macca's. I like that offer. Sammy, welcome to you. Great to have you on. Absolute steal, Dwayne. And there was a robbery down at Olympic Park. I'll tell yeah, you what, North Melbourne. For a pra- You know what, Dwayne? It's been a heavy day. I had a bit of fun watching this game. And in fact, after watching North's victory, only one thought popped into my mind. Kanga, Kanga, Kanga. Kanga, Kanga, Kanga. North Melbourne, 15, 12, 102, 10, 8, 68. Let's just forget the fact the Pies were without, what, a lazy dozen premiership players and we're just having a run around in the sun. This was uh, a lot to like about a young North Melbourne side, I thought. He was, and uh, there's a bloke by the name of Larky yes. up forward again who they decided not to worry about shutting down. What about the fact, did you see the five-minute scenario? I yep. almost caught it live on the station I as liked it, it evolved. So it was bizarre, wasn't it, that well, Colin would start with a seven-point lead with five minutes to play, mm-hmm. and then they're not even man up in the middle. North Melbourne win two clearances in a row, kick two goals in a row by stacking their forward line, take the lead. It was almost as if Collingwood wanted to come from behind with a minute to go, wasn't it? Yeah, 100%. I spoke about this a few days ago. When you looked at the practice match schedule and some um, some matchups, because it's obviously free to the clubs to organise, Dwayne. Some had eight periods, others had four quarters, some had six, and you know the VFL side come on. This one was always advertised at four 25-minute quarters with then two scenario-based quarters to follow, five minutes apiece, which I thought was very clever. Um, uh, and obviously it ev- eventuated how we we thought that one club was going to have a narrow advantage, try to hang on, and the other club was going to have to try and claw it back. I, I didn't mind that. And look, it fits the narrative, doesn't it, what we know about Collingwood, the the the, uh, the kings of clutch at the back end of games. <laughs> Although they did concede that last one, and Zerha put North Melbourne back in front after Collingwood took the lead. Again, I actually opened up the lines earlier on about what we should, uh, what your team should be practising with its five-minute drill. Mm. Had some funny ones come through. One here, um, the Brisbane Lions should practise not giving away 50s in crunch time. Another one here, love to see the Bulldogs try to figure out how bizarre Tim English's kick-in to win the game was last year. <laughs> uh, so there's a few that came through on the text yeah. on that. Uh, so it's good to get some levity on a day that... Started oh, with some pretty heavy news. Pretty heavy news indeed. And that news will rage on for some time because uh, the Joel Smith saga has taken, obviously, uh, a, a seismic uh, turn, hasn't it? A significant aggravation of his drug saga. Now stands accused, doesn't he, of cocaine trafficking. He was already facing a two-year suspension, as we know from the game, after testing positive to cocaine on game day. And that game being round 23, the win over Hawthorne by the Demons last season. Now, as we know, in case you've been living under rock over the last 24 hours, Sports Integrity Australia have notified Smith that three further anti-doping rule violations for trafficking or attempted trafficking of cocaine, Dwayne, to third parties are asserted against him. So, there's a number of other charges here. Also quite um, interesting or concerningly, the allegation that Smith was in possession of cocaine on September 9, 2022. Now, that was a date that was revealed for the first time last night as well, a full 12 months before the positive test, obviously, in round 23 this season. Now, the Melbourne captain, Max Gorn, unfortunately for Max, he's had a bit of practice uh, getting up and trying to kick in a 10-goal breeze at press conferences like this. And the AFL CEO, Andrew Dillon, spoke today. I know you've heard a lot from Max already, Dwayne. He called the development quite shocking. He insisted he wasn't hiding, but was again bullish on the club's culture and, and was sure they didn't have what he said to be a widespread drug issue. He said he had no urgent desire either to find out what other players uh, were involved, given they remain allegations only at this stage. As you would expect, Andrew Dillon swam strictly between the flags, but here's a bit of what the AFL CEO had to say. As Max said at the start, we're, we're in the middle of a process here and assertions have been made. So I can't really go into detail, but what I can say is, yeah, it is disappointing when there's 
any breach of an AFL rule or regulation or the anti-doping code or any assertion. I think what we have here, and again, without going into the specifics, there, there is there's assertions that have been made in relation to uh, a breach of the anti-doping code, but that's, that's one player, and I think it would be premature to say anything more than that. The investigation is done by Sports Integrity Australia. The information that they have, it's up to them to decide who they pass it on to. And under the anti-doping code, they provide us, the AFL, with certain information. What they do with that is really uh, their call under their legislation. Melbourne Football Club is one of the oldest clubs, well, he's the oldest club in the competition. It's led by a very experienced CEO, Gary Pert, and you've just seen their captain, Max Gorn, who is uh, one of the great captains currently in the competition, and he has been for the last number of years. As Max said, there have been issues over the uh, off-season, but I think that they have a, a you know, great leadership. Um, they've got a great list, but you know, as a, they do have things to work on, but they are a uh, very experienced club led by an experienced CEO and a great captain. Any, as I said, any breach or any perceived breach or alleged breach of the rules is disappointing. And what we continue to do with our illicit drugs policy and the anti-doping code is provide education and training for players about the dangers involved. And we'll continue to do that. We'll continue to educate. And that's, that's the key for us. At the moment, the issues with Sports Integrity Australia and that process will play out over the coming weeks and months. And, and until that's done, there won't be any parallel investigation. So that was Andrew Dillon earlier today, Dwayne. He talked down any prospect of police involvement. He said, you know, this remains only one player at Melbourne at the moment. You wouldn't run ahead of that. And as you just heard at the back end there, he said the league wouldn't conduct an integrity or put their integrity unit microscope over this while the SIA investigation was ongoing. And I'm not sure we'll ever see that given whatever the SIA do decide with Joel Smith, it's going to supersede and trump anything that the AFL could, uh, could throw at him, you would have thought. Yeah, so uh, we just watch this space now. It just depends on how long we're going to be watching it for. Is it going to take weeks or months? And a lot of the investigations have already been done, so I've got my fingers crossed that it might only be weeks. Speaking of weeks, how many weeks, Sam Walsh? Yeah, it's a good question, isn't it? Well, at least another week and a half on a modified program because Carlton have now ruled Sam Walsh out of their official preseason game against Melbourne. That's next Wednesday. We know he won't play tomorrow's hit out against Geelong due to back sauna. So he's on the modified program. But I'm told Dwayne's still running, said to be a world away from where he was with his back problems, you know, this time last year where he could basically couldn't even walk and did end up having the, the surgery in pretty much a non-existent preseason. So he's a long way from that. He's doing modified running uh, at the moment. Will be reassessed leading into open opening round and uh, the head of football down there Brad Lloyd just released a statement to say we will take a no risk approach with Sam's return to play therefore he will not feature in the upcoming practice games just incidentally Carlton do play tomorrow as I say Dwayne against the Cats at Icon Park forecast top of 36 mm. now the game starts at 11.30 it was supposed to be at 11 I'm not sure if the Cats needed a bit more time to get up from your neck of the woods and up the highway I reckon they needed to mm. st- move the clock the other way as opposed to the way they have done he's going to be warm I- I'd rather they played it at six as well. I might have to have a chat to them. I'll see if I can uh, rattle their case to get up there a bit early. Now, the traffic's easier earlier as well. If you get up there at six, it's a hell of a lot easier than crossing the Westgate at seven, eight thirty. So, uh, yep. yeah, we'll see if we can get it moved for us. Hey, um, speaking of games and where they're played, did Andrew Dillon talk about Tassie? Yeah, I wanted to ask him about Tasmania, Dwayne, given uh, it was an opportunity. We don't get it too often to speak to him. And obviously, the Tasmanian election being called early, the Tasmanians go to the polls down there on March 23. And of course, the Mac Point Stadium, regardless of whether it's 1.0, 2.0, regardless of what it looks like, 
has become the political football in the middle of the two major parties down there. And I asked Andrew Dillon whether the AFL remained fixed, Dwayne, on their long-standing ultimatum that it's always been put in front of Tasmania, and that being no roof stadium, no team. And this is what Andrew Dillon had to say. The Tasmanian footy club, you know, now led by Grant O'Brien and Kath McCann with Jack Revolt are doing a power of work down in Tasmania. We got a big announcement in the middle of March in relation to the club nickname and the club colours. The licence that was granted by the AFL Commission back in May last year, announced on the 3rd of May, uh, was really clear, based on a really robust business case that the Tasmanian footy task force had put forward. And that business case rested on and was really what, a key part of that business case and a key part of the um, approval given by the AFL Commission and then signed off by the 18 AFL clubs was a stadium at Macquarie Point with a roof that held at least 23,000 people. That's the agreement that we have with the Tasmanian Government and that's the agreement that the AFL Commission has and what the 18 AFL clubs have. Look, I don't want to go into hypotheticals, but what I will say, and we've been really clear on saying that, is the licence that we have for the 19th team in Tasmania, which will be an amazing thing for Tasmania. Um, the work that Grant O'Brien and Kath McCann and Jack Revolt are doing at the moment is uniting the state, the south, the north and the northwest. But what's really clear is that we do need to have a stadium in Hobart at Macquarie Point with at least 23,000 people and with a roof because that was a pivotal part of the business case that was led by the Tasmanian Footy Task Force. So it remains, Dwayne, no stadium, no team. Andrew Dillon earlier today. Love it, Sammy. Glad you asked that question. Has to have a roof. And I think it should have a roof as well, but uh, we can open that debate up another time. Talk to you tomorrow, Sammy. Will do. Good work. See you Sammy then. Sammy Ebbin from a cafe coffee catch-up. For a limited time, I only get any size soft drink for just a dollar. Value means more at Maccas, and that is value. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Always great to have your company for Dwayne's World for Athena Home Loans. Be rewarded for your loyalty at Athena Home Loans. Been a couple of big hours of midday madness, another big hour to come. It's nice to have a bit of footy to talk about. Jordan Ruffhead's been good enough to join me. Collingwood assistant coach after. It was a different kind of game. Collingwood had quite a few out, and we talked about that a bit. But North Melbourne had a bit to take away from that game. I think Collingwood quite a bit too. But some of their bit part players are the ones that we're probably going to wait and see where they play when the big boys come back. A couple of those guys like Josh Carmichael, we saw a bit today who looked quite good. I like the fact that Dugowie was in the centre square for quite a few of the bounces. It looks like he's going to play a lot of midfield time. Nick Dacos was in there for a lot of them as well. Maybe he's going to continue as a midfielder. And what is the, where are you going to play Ed Allen, etc.? They've got some new guys coming through. Jordan Ruffhead might be able to give us the heads up on a few of those things. Welcome to you, Jordan. Great to have you on. Great to be on, Dwayne. Thanks for having me. Yeah, where do you want to take us? Uh, what did you take out of it before I ask you the questions about what I might have seen? Uh, look, I think the, the first thing when a, in a, um, a trial match or a pre-season game, I think the, the first box you want to tick is that you get through uh, with a clean bill of health, and we were able to do that today. So um, obviously a, a pretty good start from uh, from that angle. But uh, the, the extension of that is then you want to see um, what you've been training for uh, the last 15 or 16 weeks as, as far as your system and um, the shape that you want to play the game in uh, really come to the fore. And uh, there were periods of the game today where we did see that um, and periods where it, it fell away a little bit. And um, I, I guess the, 
the, the third thing that we were looking at from a, a match committee or a, a coaching panel was um, the, just the opportunity and the exposure that you, um, we were able to get into. Some of our younger players on the list today was um, was a really good opportunity for them to, to take control of the game, and uh, we thought we had some that uh, that really stood out. Yeah, so who did stand out for you? Um, you had a few guys that people probably don't know much about, like Jacob Ryan playing. You're the defensive coach this year, aren't you? Yeah, I am. So I'm, uh, I'm coaching the back line, and uh, it was a great opportunity for me today, actually, if I was, was good enough to um, hand me the reins and give me my first uh, experience uh, mm. as a, a head coach. So I sort of had more of a, right. a view on the whole game, and, um, and we had Josh Fraser step in and, and look after the backs. But it was great to, to have Jacob out there for... Uh, the the full four quarters. Um, he debuted last year, but only sort of played twenty twenty five minutes, and um, unfortunately was injured. Uh, so great for him to to have the exposure at, uh, against an AFL um, opposition, and uh, he was one that I thought uh, p- performed admirably in his role. Uh, I think there's others who who you've mentioned and have have already had um, pretty stellar pre-seasons. Finn McRae, I thought was really busy inside. Um, he started the game at the first centre bounce and, um, and performed really well. Got the first centre clearance and was a, an extension of his form from last week's intra-club game. Uh, Jordy Degoe, as you, you mentioned then, was, was in it, uh, a lot of the centre bounces through the first half before he was uh, managed out of the game. Uh, I think Bobby Hill and uh, Lockie Schultz was great to see him for the first time in, in Collingwood Colours. Uh, those two formed a really a nice um, connection up forward and, um, and were able to get the footy in the hands of, of Ash Johnson a few times, which, um, which are, are things that... I'm sure Collingwood fans would, uh, would love to hear. So I know you had a few out, but you started, as you mentioned, with Dugowie, Dacos and Finn McRae. Finn McRae is your centre square, um, starting three with Darcy Cameron. Do you, do you see Dugowie being in there as, for as many centre bounces as he can possibly be in there for, and Nick Dacos likewise? Yeah, look, I think so. I, both those players were incredibly lucky to have on our list. They're, they're high-end talent. Um, they're explosive and, and, and really creative players. So you want them around the ball as much as possible. And the, the other one that we injected into the midfield, uh, both last week in the intra-club and in today's game against North, was Bowman McCreary. Um, hmm. I know that, that fans and, and football fans generally will know him as a, a pressure forward who's a, a real beast and has a real um, aggressive streak in the way that he plays the game. But he's, he's one of the more powerful athletes that, that I've seen in football. And he's another one that we, we want to try and get some, um, some minutes into at centre bounce because some of the stuff that he can do whether it's offensively breaking out of the pack or, or defensively pressuring opposition and um, enforcing fumbles or repeat stoppages is um, is a real feature of his game as well. You had Ed Allen in for a couple of centre square bounces and on the wing. Where do you see him playing? Probably that combination, to be honest. He's a, a really uh, talented player. He's a nice user of the ball and he's, he's got a, a great size about him. He's a, a big big boy for a midfielder and um, he'll continue to, to grow into that role and um, hopefully we'll see him more on the inside than the outside, but it's probably a, a balance of the two for, for the moment. Kruger looked okay. I know it's a, it's a tough forward line to get into, given you've got some talent up there, including Ash Johnson, who wants to get in there and be a permanent. But, yeah, it's an interesting mix. Where do you see Kruger at? If he's fit, is he in your best 22? He's certainly in the conversation. And oh, clearly there's a, a bit of a, a hole to fill there with, uh, with Dan McStay uh, being injured for the majority of the season um, and it's been really interesting to, to watch some of the guys uh, the, the key forwards competing for, for that role in Kruger and, and Johnson and, and Ruth McInnes as well and they've all had um, probably weeks or moments in, in sessions into weeks at, of the pre-season where you go he might be the one, he might be the one um, so, so it's been a great competition and um, I thought both uh, I mean I coached uh, the, the team that had uh, Kruger and Johnson in it together last week in the club, and, and I thought both of them were, were really strong performers 
Um, today, I, I thought Johnson was was good again. Um, Kruger had some impact at times, and, and Rick was the same. Was got on the end of a couple of um, offensive transitions. So, so that battle sort of continues, um, and, and will be fun to watch. They're, they're all guys who have extraordinary talent and can hit the scoreboard. So, whichever way the whether it's one or more of them, whichever way it falls, it'll be uh, it'll be fun to to watch them develop into um, really good AFL players. Lockie Shorts brought his tackle pleasure as well, and uh, he looked good for you. Yeah, he's a, he's going to be a great addition to our list. He's a, another one that he's clearly got a lot of AFL experience and um, brings a, a real aggressive nature to his game. We love the competitiveness that he brings, and um, he he was great today. It's, it's awesome to see him running around in our colours against an opposition and, and not just beating up on his teammates. But he, he brings a real polish to, to the game as well. He's um, a, a good connector and was able to find leading targets and, and hit the scoreboard himself. So great to see him. I um, mean, he's, he's first opportunity to represent the club and, and another one that we'll, um, we'll get better with um, or as the pre-season and into the, the early rounds of the season comes on. And I'm trying to race through my scratchy notes here, but uh, I've got Josh Carmichael's name written down. He looked good in passages. And who was the big 21 playing in Ruck a couple of times? Big Oscar Steen. Um, so he was, it was great yeah. for him to get uh, four quarters of, of Ruck experience against two quality opponents. And uh, he was a SSP pick from last pre-season and um, he's put five, six, seven kilos on over the, the off-season into the pre-season and is another one that will um, will challenge for the, the ruck mantle as well. Yeah, I like the way you put Oscar Steen in 21, even though the list that I had that you were going to go with had him in the 44, and you put Darcy Cameron in his 44 just to try and confuse me. So I appreciate that. That's a nice little variation. But uh, if you continue to continue doing that as a coach, then you're going to be one step ahead of the game. We, I've got to ask you like about your ball. <laughs> you did that for me a couple of times. I also liked your ball movement when it came to your kicking to 50. You're quite prepared to take that shallow inside 50 kick to a really good goal kicker, even though he might still be 45 to 50 from goal. If Nick Dacos is free, if Dugowie is free, kick it to them on 50. Don't kick it deep. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, we want to, we talk a lot about um, about best shot and um, making sure we get our shots on goal in really good areas. And clearly, your, your personnel impact that as well. We, um, you want to get the, the ball into your talented players' hands. And um, it's not something that we overcoach. It's not something that our guys overplay. But um, we do try and get the ball to our, our good users and um, and prime operators. And um, generally, good things happen when you do that. So it's something that uh, that our players do really well. Fatigue kicking late. It looked hot. Uh, it was scorching out there. I don't know what the uh, what the temperature gauge hit, but um, as you'd expect with with any preseason game, the first time you, you run around against opposition, it's far more difficult than uh, than any training session you you do over the course of a preseason. So yeah, fatigue kicked in late, um, but I think that as I said, the, the the fact that you get through with a clean bill of health and um, and we ticked a lot of the boxes of the things that we wanted to see is a, a real positive outcome for us. And a couple of yes or no's if you can. Uh, Scott Penelbury, does he play next week? Yes. Braden Maynard? Yes. Jamie Elliott? Yes. Tom Mitchell? Yes. Uh, Darcy Moore? Yes. Brody Majek? Yes. Jeremy Howe? How long's your list? Yes. We've got, we've, <laughs> we're fit. really lucky. We've got a, a clean bill of health pretty much at the moment. <laughs> Clearly McStay's uh, the one that, uh, that stands out um, on the list, but uh, most of our guys are... Um, have been managed. Um, obviously, you, you play the extra four weeks at the back end of last season, and uh, your, your pre-season becomes shorter. So managing those guys and making sure we set them up for um, attacking the round zero and into the early rounds of the season really well is important. So 
Um, you'll see majority of the guys who, who didn't play this week will play uh, play a minimum some minutes uh, against the Tigers this week. I think I missed Dan McStay and Steel Sidebottom. Are they there in, aren't they, as well? Who was the first? Sorry, McStay. He won't Dan be. McStay. Sorry, no, no sorry, Steel Sidebottom and... Uh, uh, sorry, uh, Jack Crisp was the other one I didn't mention. Yeah, both those boys will play as well. Yep, ready to go. Yeah, cool. I meant Crisp, not McStay, obviously, who's going to be out. Hey, great to have a chat to you, Jordan. I mean, you... I heard Steel Sidebottom on with Gerard Waitley earlier today, and he said a phrase, and I don't know is a catch cry in your club or whether he just made it up on the spot, but it resonated with me. He said that your best from last year won't be good enough this year. It, it seemed like that was a little bit of a mantra call, is it? Oh, not so much of a mantra call. We've, we've spent a lot of time over the, the course of the, since no, late November talking about just getting back to work and getting better every day, and that's the approach we've had, and, and I think it... Steele's a, a pretty pretty clever guy, and um, he's put that together beautifully. Um, we, we understand that the competition improves every year, so we've got to work at, uh, at getting better in, in all phases of our game, and um, hopefully uh, hopefully that was on display for, for some of the game today, and, and will be as we move forward. Do you like being a senior coach? Uh, it's an interesting caper. I didn't love the, the, the pre-game meetings and all that sort of business. There's a lot of um, expectation on those, but the actual sitting in the box and... Um, and, and trying to keep things calm and moving is, uh, is was good. It was good fun and uh, really appreciative for the, the opportunity. Even worse, you've got to talk to pickles like me after it's all done as well. Jordan, you're going to do the press conference and eight interviews after. But I appreciate uh, you giving me some of your time. Good on you, Dwayne. Appreciate it, mate. Thank you. <laughs> Jordan Roughhead, uh, Collingwood assistant coach, who took the reins as the senior coach today, is looking after the back line when the home and away season starts. And uh, how's that for a list of names that are going to come back into that team? So my check. How Moore, Crisp, Sidebottom, Pendlebury, Mitchell, Elliott, and Maynard. Uh, and I think I've got that full list there. We'll take a break. Back with your, your calls and your texts. Um, one here. Well, let me read a few texts before the break. North Melbourne looking seriously impressive. Only preseason, but credit where credit's due. Well, and one here. Well, um, I've got to read this out. I've just got to find it here. Uh, because the few Collingwood supporters are a bit uppity about the fact that we're pumping up North Melbourne. And I, I get where you're at, but let's give North Melbourne their due. They did play pretty well today. But, um, yeah, there's a few people that are just worried that we're pumping North up a bit too much at this stage of the preseason. And you can only do what North did today. They won the game. They were impressive in the last half of the game. And it's nice to be able to give North Melbourne some love for a change. I mean, we, we whack North Melbourne when they're, you know, down and they're not playing well and we're honest about the way they're not playing well. And that's fair that we're like that. But it's also fair that we give them a little bit of love, even though it's a practice game, when they get a lot of things right. And they did get a lot of things right today. Back with your calls and your texts after the break if you'd like to join me. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. the open line number. It's Midday Mattis uh, Extended for IMR Insurance, the small business experts. It's also Melbourne Mavericks Membership Week as well this week. Secure your inaugural membership today, melbournemavericks.com.au for IMAR Insurance. Call a lost in the wash if you like straight after the break because that's what we're going to. Jordan Lewis is also going to join us, Fox Footy commentator. He'll be about 10 minutes away. So lost in the wash, anything we should have got to by now, but we've been talking too much about this practice match today, then here's your turn. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell.
Lost in the wash. What's been lost in the wash today for Shouser Dog Washers? $5 from every wash goes to your footy club, shouser.com.au. What's been lost in the wash? I found those texts, so I won't get lost in the wash. Here we go. A couple on North. Uh, so if North lost today, it'll be, gee, how bad are they? North competitive, not even competitive against the Collingwood side with nine out. Gee, I hope we have a better than expected year and really stick it up a few people. So there's a few supporting North and our thoughts that they do need, do deserve a bit of love from today. Sammy Edmund and I were talking about that earlier. If you've only just jumped on and one here off the back of that, please, Sam, you're better than this. Pies without 12 premiership players. North won't win three games. Um, so thanks for that text as well on that side of the coin. Another one here. Come on, Pipe and Sammy. Let's not oversell the practice game against Roos v Pies. If Collingwood had a full side and won by 10 goals, I don't think we'd be talking about the good things the Roos have done today's hit out. Jamie, thanks for that. Uh, it's just an assessment on today's practice game. That's what we saw today. That's the news today. That's what we're talking about today. There's another practice match tomorrow, Carlton and Geelong, and we'll be talking about that tomorrow. To your calls, one 736 Dave in Box Hill. Welcome to you, Dave. Yeah, g'day, Pop, mate. Mad Collingwood supporter, as you might know. I, I love the interview with Ruffy, but with the North stuff, I reckon it's awesome. You, you've got to give them hope, right? And the thing is, the Roos have always been the thorn in our side. Doesn't matter where they are on the ladder, they've always been one of those hoodoo sides, same with Western Bulldogs. So, mate, I'm, I'm excited for it and for them as well. So I reckon, mate, they, they are going to push top close to top eight this year. Fair income. Yeah, I hope they rise. I can't see them pushing top eight myself, but it would be nice if we get to round 16 or 17 and North Melbourne is still in the equation to play finals as opposed to about that time of year their season's done. That's what the AFL does need from the West Coast and North Melbourne especially, but from all teams in general. So a great call, Dave. And one here, I'm a pie supporter, Dwayne, and was really impressed with North. They're loaded with talented individuals who were very, very young. I'm glad you spoke more about North players as they're unknown to opposition footy fans. A bright future awaits the Roos. Yeah, you could talk about a lot of these Collingwood players, and I did with Jordan Ruffhead, obviously, to try and find out a bit more of what was going on at Collingwood. But, yeah, the, to see some of the experienced players, I think, like Jordan Dugowie, play as hard today as he played, attending every centre bounce that he could attend in the first half in that heat, that was encouraging from that end of the spectrum as well from a senior player. So it's not just the young players. A couple of senior players like Jordan Dugowie impressed today as well. Um, had a lot of texts earlier on about what would your five-minute drill scenario be that your team should be practising given that Collingwood and North Melbourne practised one today. Um, Brisbane should practise not giving away 50s in crunch time. Uh, Bombers should practice exiting the ground as soon as possible before their supporters turn on them. Regards, D, there's been some funny ones that I haven't read out, so I don't want them all to get lost in the wash. Uh, Bombers need to practice being in front in a final on the off chance it happens again. Chris, thank you. Uh, Dwayne, the Hawks need to practice not getting injured in the last five minutes and go and hit the showers early. Mike in Geelong, that is one thing that they can't afford to do, absolutely, and that's get more injuries as well. Um, Blues need to practice goal celebrations. Thank you for that. And there's one here on Max Gorn and his hair. Dwayne saying that he's been hair tested. Dwayne, your hair has to be at least three centimetres long before it can be used for a drug test. Um, Well, I think Max, you can use underarm hair from what I understand. So 
uh, that can be done. And oh, Carlton need to. Um, Blake Hakers in the goal square. Practice that scenario as well. I like that. Dwayne, I think the five minute draw at Geelong should be practicing. He's rushing up to the podium to join Scotty and Danger holding up the Premiership Cup. Scotty B, we've even got one here in the world of A League. Dwayne Western United should practice time wasting tactics after giving away two goals in the last three minutes. I've also been talking about players that turn their careers around by doing something on their skill set. Uh, Gaz Jr. got told to train harder and get fitter, and he did that, becomes one of the greatest. And Lingy got told to change his look and get drafted. Uh, Mozza from Cobden becomes a premiership captain. Yeah, Mick Turner did tell him to change his appearance. Back with more of your calls and your texts after the break and a little bit more lost in the wash. For Shouser, dog washers, all footy clubs need one. Uh, I'll play a little bit of Damien Harbick on his expectations as well on the Channel 7 News and a little bit of Brad Scott after the break. Stick around, you with Dwayne's well. I think we've got the capacity to do so. We'll never put a ceiling on where we can get to. There's certainly a floor. We need to make finals, no question. You know, I always sort of look at my time at Port Adelaide and how fondly I, I think of that period where we did salute that for that first premiership there. And, you know, I sort of want this club to experience that as well because it can create a, you know, an incredible... You know, band of brothers type atmosphere that will allow us to be the, the side we want to be. Damien Harbour, coach of the Gold Coast, talking about his part in the first premiership that he played in with the Port Adelaide Football Club, the only premiership they've won still to this date, even though he was a three-time premiership coach at uh, the Tigers and a premiership player at the Essendon Footy Club. So he's got premierships in his DNA and the floor of the Suns, their achievement level this year is finals. Anything beyond that is still possible. It's nice to hear him so positive on that. Uh, Brad Scott also spoke about the Bombers, and we've had a few texts today about the Bombers' five-minute drill, practising this, practising that for finals. Well, Brad Scott has addressed the Bombers' inability to play finals in recent times. We're well aware of the, of the history. You'd be crazy to stick your head in the sand and just and pretend it's not there. One of the things I love about being involved at Essendon is just the, the massive support and, and the passion of the footy club. But with that comes, you know, a, a fair amount of expectation as well, which, which we, we absolutely want to embrace. Brad Scott on that. A couple of texts also that came through earlier on about, I asked for your best centre square starting four if you had to win a clearance for your life. One here, just like the Pies did in the grand final after Cameron kicked his goal. Cox, Degoey. Nick Dacos, Pendlebury. Uh, that's a fair centre square starting four. And the proof, dare I say it, is in the pudding of that. Starting four in the guts, Gorn, Oliver, Petrarca, Viney. Yeah, I'd take that one as well. It's a ripper. Dogs have got one as well, but maybe Melbourne's is just ahead of it. Pipe did Cherry play in the ruck for the majority. Costa, he did in the first half. He wore the, the head guard, the helmet, the soft helmet, and uh, protecting his head. But he looked great in the ruck, and he... His work around the ground was pretty good as well against Cameron and uh, against Steen as well as we heard. The, the gangly number 21 who got a bit of game time in the ruck as well. Uh, so keep your text coming through 0433981116. I want here Pipes. Did I see you at the Taylor Swift concert? Positive it was you up dancing. Buddha in Torquay. Uh, no, it wasn't me, Buddha. I, I regret um, not pushing harder to get tickets. I would have loved to have gone. But I'm glad so many people in Melbourne got to enjoy it. Such a positive experience. I know I've had some angry texts come through on the text machine from people talking about us and Jared who went, talking about Taylor Swift. I, I can see it as nothing but a positive experience for all those families who went and all those 
Melbournians who got to experience it and who are the Sydney siders who get to experience. She's one of the great people of the world now, Taylor Swift. She's one of the most powerful people in the world. And if you're, if you're scared of the world having a powerful woman like her as your role model, then you're scared of the wrong thing. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Always great to have your company. Always great to have the company of Jordan Lewis, Fox Footy's superstar commentator, back for 2024. The only place to see your team live is on Fox Footy, available on KO Sports and Foxtel. So every preseason game, tomorrow's practice games, all the practice games, all the preseason games, all the home and away games on Fox Footy, of course, live at Free Siren to Siren. Jordan Lewis obviously has uh, asked not to work with me because he's not with me, according to my roster, until Gather Round. Uh, Geordie, have I upset you? Welcome to you. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me on, Dwayne. No, no, you were at the top of the preference. It's like when the kids play sport, you put your top three in, so you try and get in their team. You're in the top three, um, but the, the powers to be uh, thought we'd have too much fun. You got your own show on Wednesday nights as well now, which is huge. You and well, I read the press release from Fox Footy. Uh, they've called him the rock star, Jack Rewalt. So uh, you and the rock star on Wednesdays. Yeah, no, he, he wrote that. So um, he's got part time <laughs> part time job at Fox, writing some scripts, and then full time job uh, on Wednesday night. And then uh, he'll be he'll be a part of the coverage over the weekend. So we shared many Wednesday nights together as as players. Um, and had some great conversations in the green room, green room that, that weren't allowed to be uh, told on air, but that'll be a little bit different this year. Everything that's said in the green room will be able to be on air at some point. So um, it's always nice to have some, some fresh talent come out of the game. Uh, he's been involved with Fox for, for a long time now, and, and he and I have got a, a great relationship. So, uh, yeah, we'll be seated across from each other on a Wednesday night, which should be some fun. Yeah, it should be some fun. Obviously, he's been part of... Wednesday nights for quite a while, and you've been part of the shows, including 360 across time. So it's good to have you back on 360 again. It's it's a it's a nice dynamic in there. I look, I'm in there in the green room a lot as well, in between games on the weekends, and it is nice to sit down and just discuss footy in between yeah. all the footy that's going on. There's so much to get to. It seems like there's more stories than ever in the modern game. I think you're right, Dwayne, and. Um... That'll be a conversation that, that we have with, with um, you know, Tim Hodges' producers. Usually we're on for sort of 10 minutes, but that 10 minutes, you know, feels like it goes for a minute because there's, there's more teams than we've ever had before. There's, there's more storylines. Um, we, get, we get access to, to players' lives through social media, so there's probably more information out there that we, could, we can discuss, discuss on air. And, um, yeah, I mean, we only have to look at, look at the two games or three games that have been played so far. It, it looks like it's going to be an exciting year by the way that uh, teams are maybe preferencing a little bit more offence and a little bit more quicker ball movement. We, we saw that last year. Um, and off the back of what was a, a fantastic final series and grand final, I, I think the players um, you know, are holding up their end of the bargain at the moment. The AFL are trying to make it quicker. I think the players are, and the coaches are now accepting that. I, I think it was really driven from probably the Damien Hardwick and the Richmond era has been quite successful, and now Collingwood are starting to, you know, create their own history. So on the couch with Nathan Buckley, Lyon, Jonathan Brown, it's going to be 7.30 according to 
the reports that I've been reading. So uh, it's going to be another show as well, according to the reports. I'm looking forward to the love-in to hear more about the new Wednesday night show midweek tackle. I can't wait for the love-in, which is about a week away where we get told of uh, the way the umpires are going to umpire and all those kind of things. So it should be massive. Can't wait to see you then. Before I let you go, though, you've been asked to put in your predictions for the season. Um, your breakout star, your top four, your premier. Well, what are you liking when it comes to your prognostications that you think might get right? Um, I, I'm bullish on the Giants, to be honest, Wayne. I, uh, you know, they did such a, a fan, fantastic job in the back end of the season uh, to come from seventh and, and only miss out uh, on the grand final by, by a really small margin. I, I love the way they play. I love the way Kingsley coaches. Um, so, so I think you know, that type of side for me is exciting. They've got a really good depth in their midfield. Their, their back end really stood up under the heat of, of finals. So, um, you know, I, I think they'll go about their business nice and quietly up in Sydney, but they'll be certainly you know, cracking the whips while, um, while the finals come around um, you know, and, and sort of staying on the same theme. I, I like Lockie Whitfield. I think, you know, one of those... Um, you know, one of those players that's really enabled them to move the ball in a, in a really fast manner. We see, you know, Dacos with Collingwood, uh, other players across the league who, who go down to half-back and provide that, that run. I, I think he'll have another fantastic season. Um, you know, Collingwood will be, will be up there again. So if, you, if you're probably talking top four, I, you know, it would be the Giants, Collingwood. Um, Brisbane, I think, he's, he's still, still in, in the hunt to, to win a premiership. Um, the interesting one will be Melbourne, and I think a lot of people have got a watch on Melbourne. Uh, there's been a lot of off-field talk during the pre-season, um, and now now comes the time to to maybe silence the critics and, and, and get wins early, so then you can just get on with business. Yeah, so given you have raised it, do you think the latest allegations are going to knock Melbourne players around a bit? Is this going to form an excuse later in the year, oh, we know what happened pre-season, and it wasn't the preparation we were after and it's cost us? It, there's, there's no doubt it's tough. Um, I think, you know, understanding what happened in September, October, November last year, you would have hoped that that was, that was behind you and, and there would be no new information or, or new charges that are laid and since come out that, that that's not the case and, and they, they will be investigating different parts of, of that particular matter. So it's, it becomes... Uh, it, it wears you down, there's no doubt, when you keep fronting up to press conferences and you get asked about questions that are off-field related, especially on the eve of the football season. So I would imagine they can't wait for the season to, to start. And the, and the only way that you can prove to, to us and, and their fans is that it didn't impact the way that the club has been operating is to win. That, that is the only way to do it. Um, and they will get a chance in, in two to three weeks. Gary, Kurt, Gary Pert's culture statement on SEN a few months ago, best culture he's been in for 40 years. Got to ask you the culture question as well. You were there for so long. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I certainly didn't um, see any of the, of the stuff that's been written. Uh, I, I clearly come from a, from a culture that had, had success and, and going over to a culture that was embarking on trying to, to reach the pinnacle. Um, I think cultures are culture is a funny thing and, and sometimes you know the administration might not truly understand every part of of the players environment that's certainly what the leadership group afford to convey that um, 
But I think the evidence is there. Good cultures um, don't have the, the amount of hiccups that they've had over the off-season. Um, and sometimes you've got to accept and acknowledge that to be able to work on and, and improve in certain areas. So I think from the outside looking in, um, they've got some work to do. But quite often, you know, inside the club, you, you don't necessarily see um, what's, what's being portrayed in the media and, and the amount of stories that, that mount up. Were you recruited specifically for your leadership? I mean, Hawthorne also had some issues while you were there. I don't want to go back that far and talk to you about that, but were you recruited for your leadership, that specific thing, given you were a premiership star at Hawthorne and Melbourne, grabbed you when you were a senior guy? I think you played three years at Melbourne, didn't you? Yeah, I, I did. I think if I'm, if I'm going to be brutally honest, every club has, has issues like this. It's, it's, how you, it's how you deal with them. Um, it's how you get onto it early and you try and help and, and educate players in specific areas. Um, and then you've got to really rely on a strong leadership group, a leadership group that, yes, you have to put an arm around people, but sometimes you've got to make really tough decisions. And we certainly went through that at, that at Hawthorne. Um, and, and they're the challenges facing, in this particular instance, the Melbourne Football Club at the moment. I think uh, it's tough and, and you, want to, you want to put your arm around people, but sometimes you've just got to um, make, make the hard calls and make the hard decisions and make certain players earn earn that respect back within the playing group. And last, a tougher question. Who is the best green room company at Fox? You've got Derm, Nicky Dalsano, Jared Healy. Uh, you've got the new rock star, Jack Rewalt now. Alistair Lynch comes down occasionally. Kingy's in there as well. Brad Johnson, a smiling assassin. Uh, you've got a couple of girls like Sarah Jones who are a great company. Who's your best green room company when you're sitting in there of a day or a night? Oh, I can't go past Derm. I mean, as you would know, as you would know, Dwayne, he's got an unbelievable ability to add anything to any story that he's ever told in his life, um, and he loves his ice cream. We love the particular ice cream together, so he always brings a box of ice cream. So he's got a sweet tooth, but he's uh, yeah, he's an absolute character. So you're not putting Dunstall in there. He just doesn't get a mention for you. Dunstall's uh, an interesting character as well. Is he a listener? listener to SCN? If he is, I'll say Dunstall. Oh, every day. He texts, texts in on yeah, a regular basis. Probably Dermot Dunstall are probably top two. <laughs> Can't wait to see you, Jordy. We'll see you at the Love-In in a week's time. Good on you, Dwayne. Stay much. Jordan Lewis joining us, Fox footy commentator, former superstar player. And the only place to see your team live is on Fox footy, available on KO Sports and Foxtel. Take a break. Back with more of your calls and your texts after one 736 736 If you'd like to join me on the Werribee Kia open line, one 736 736 The biggest EV sale is on now at Werribee Kia. And don't forget, you can drop down and see the team. David, Janan, Aid, Jim, they'll look after you just like family. They've got the EV9 down there at the moment. You can book a test drive with EV9. You can test drive the one I've had the pleasure of driving for a week and have dropped back. Swag a brand new 2024 Kia is on offer as well. Tremendous driveway prices, including that 2024 New Picanto from 19990 and the 2024 Sorrento from 53990 driveway. You can talk to the team about finance offers, top dollar trade-ins, and over 300 late model used cars are in stock. They're at Old Geelong Road, Hoppers Crossing, and check out the EV9 when you're down there. Werribeekia.com.au, LMCT114.
Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Been another fun show today. Thanks to all of you who've joined me, especially those that have dialed the number. Love Midday Madness. Back tomorrow for Midday Madness. So put the number in your phone, one 736 for Midday Madness and your calls for two hours every day, all year long, and looking forward to it every day I wake up. I think, what are we going to get today? And it's been a lot of fun today. A couple of texts that have come through. A lot of texts have come through again today on the 40 Winks Temper text. And you can drop into your local 40 Winks and check out the Temper range. T-E-M-P-U-R, Temper. 40 Winks and Temper, the all-new Temper Pro. Temper's most adaptive mattress ever is here. Temper mattresses like no other. A couple of texts. Um, well, one here harping back to the first caller. Well done for calling out that first caller, Dwayne. Let's not get caught up in some of the media feeding frenzy. I'm sure these callers would want the same respect. Yeah, it's one player at Melbourne at the moment. So let's just take it each day at a time when we're assessing that. Um, Five-minute call drill. Uh, Crows need to practice arguing. Missed, kicked, shots at goal. The Gold Coast Crow. Well, I asked Ben Keys on this program yesterday as to whether he needs to practice his goal kicking, given that he can't kick it close enough to dead centre for it not to be controversial. Here's Ben Keys yesterday on whether the lack of change to the goal review system is something that's irked him. Uh, no, look, it, it was something unprecedented. I, I don't think it'll happen again just with the, you know, the technology we've got. Yeah, look, it, it would have been nice if there was sort of a different rule, sort of similar to the soccer where the 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 video official could, could override the, the call straight away um, just before play uh, sort of panned out. But, yeah, they, they played on quick and, um, yeah, for so the moment was gone. But, yeah, look, it's a little tiny loophole in the, the system that I'm sure will get closed with. Uh, obviously, the goal umpires would be aware of it and they're probably going to, yeah, call for more reviews and um, if, that, if that situation ever happens again. But, yeah, look, it's, it's not one of those things. You don't really want to spend too much time on it. The um, fact of the matter is, yeah, we... Um, you know, squandered some chances earlier in the season anyway, so um, had to come down the last game. So, uh, yeah, sometimes you need a bit of luck, but also kind of create your own luck throughout the whole season. So, yeah, we looked at it uh, as a total sort of uh, a total total outlook on the season rather than just that one game. Ben Keys on the program yesterday. A couple of other texts that have come through on the five-minute drill. What should your team practice over this preseason, given every team is doing it? Sitting at 9-6 and six and well-placed last year after 15 rounds, the Dogs lost five more games for the season, all of them by two goals or less. Drills, RE, what to do offensively and defensively during the last five to ten minutes of close games is obviously required. J-Dog, and that's the beauty of watching well, one here on the text as well. Hey, Dwayne, would love to get your thoughts on Archie Perkins. I believe he's ready to explode this year. Uh, chemo from Craigie Byrne. That's the beauty of watching these preseason games. I'm glad they're all on KO and we can watch them and go to them live because we do get a chance to answer some of these questions. What do we think is going to happen with this guy? And, you know, what we've seen today is a lot of North Melbourne young kids and there's a lot of old players like Jordan Degoe who look ready to go from from minute one of this season. Dwayne, Kanga man here. Our kids are elite. They will get some floggings, no doubt, but they are elite. Paul Curtis to have a year and a half. Um... Thanks for that, Roo, 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 for your text. And he did look good again today. Uh, Grundy, Golden, Mills and Parker for the centre square starting forward to win a clearance for your life. Well, we're going to see that this year, aren't we, with Grundy at the Swans. Um, Dwayne, spot on. Tay-Tay was so positive, the vibe to humanity. She is great. She is fantastic. And, um, you know, I'm obviously more of a fan of her... (laughs) 
her ability to be able to lead a generation of people and women uh, is a great role model. And, I mean, her music's great as well. And time will tell about her music. I mean, people now are covering Bob Dylan songs and covering Beatles songs. So you're going to find out in time how good her songs are when people start covering them and sampling them in more and more of their songs. Who cares about today? It creates a winning culture. Go Roos, JB from Coroyth. Uh, yeah, a win's a win, and it's a good news win for the North Melbourne Footy Club. And one here also tomorrow, Dwayne, the Swans and the Giants. No bridge involved. No, I won't call it the Battle of the Bridge. Maybe I'll just start calling that the Battle of the Congested Highway. Time to celebrate some lives. Thanks to Tobin Brothers Funerals. Visit tobinbrothers.com.au. Tobin Brothers celebrating lives. Happy birthday to two-time Essendon Premiership star Mark McCurry, who turns 50 today. And 1956 Melbourne Olympics cauldron lighter Ron Clark was born on this day in 1937. He passed away in 2015. Again, thanks for joining me. Back tomorrow for Midday Madness. Your calls, your call, you get on. Andy and Gazy next. Mark Bosnich before the first T20 clash between New Zealand and Australia comes your way on SEN from Wellington.